Greetings and welcome once again to another episode of the Retro Redox Sephora Podcast, the only show that celebrates all things that make growing up awesome. We are part of the Dork blah, 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 blah. We are part of the Dorkening and EPR Podcast Networks, and as always, we are brought to you by Deadly Grounds Coffee. Oh, it's it's so true. I mean, not as always, but as as of the last bunch of episodes. And it's awesome because we are now. Because boy, as uh, as as Eight Bit Alchemy and Boss Rush Mode found out last week. Oh shit, right. did we? Oh, we did indeed. I mean, it was off mic, but oh man. That we, chocolate yeah, I, I raspberry did, coffee. I, I totally did, did not drink it on mic, but I did drink it. <laughs> and also, I, did. I, mean, I, did, was, I didn't drink it on a mic either. On the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell is Mike? <laughs> he was no. just a, just a, he, I just made him to a table. I, I fully intended to drink the coffee slow and savor it, but I, I fucking chugged it. Yeah. It, it was so good, I could not possibly leave it. And no, I know yeah. it sounds like we're just you know shills now and right. we're just <laughs> no but seriously chocolate it's, raspberry it's really good is my favorite flavor combo in the world yeah. and goddamn was this exactly what you'd want in a coffee so yeah, yeah, yeah. hats right. off deadly grounds rocking yeah, yeah. totally awesome go check them out so so would you say this coffee is to die for i would I, oh i would definitely i would i because did it did because I, according dead. to this it says it's to die for right. Right. i'm dead are you dead so i, I uh, might have petite deaths a little bit too much so nintendo Yes. Nintendo, what are we talking about this week on the Retro Redoctopocephala podcast? Well, first, let me introduce myself. Oh, hey, Nintendo. Who hey. the hell are you? Not, not, you guys know who I am. I am Nintendo. And with me, as always, are my animated friends, uh, Bosh Rush Mode. Yes, he's the chief, he's a king, but above everything, he's the most hip-top Redoctocat. <laughs> <laughs> We're amazing. all in awe that, at that, what that, just happened. That's amazing. That was great. Uh, Parasite Steve. Shabam! Excellent. Um, Ape and Alchemy. <laughs> so, in this... Get that Don Messick out of here. In this week's episode... <laughs> okay. In this week's episode, we are going to talk about the mighty Hanna-Barbera. Ah, yes. Hanna! It's a powerful name. Yes. It's a very Hannah powerful Montana name. Hanna-Montana-Barbera. <laughs> yes. Hanna-Montana-Barbera. It's a banana. very majestic... Hannah Barbara, Tony Montana Barbara. I love yes. Hannah Barbara. I used to Isn't watch it every guy? day at three o'clock. Tony Montana. No, he's a Scarface. Oh, who's a who's the football guy? Montana. Isn't there a um, Joe Montana? Joe Mont. That's that's it. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's it. <laughs> Joe Montana's football. Everybody. I don't know sports ball. <laughs> sports ball. Sports ball. I don't know anything. But so Hannah Barbara, absolutely one of the giants in animation by far. Prolific for AF. a very long time, for like nearly fifty years. For, especially TV animation. Yeah. Uh, right. Especially TV animation. I mean, they they have like and TV TV animation, including yeah. TV animation, including yeah. They also have as like, well as <laughs> in addition like to a bunch of like movies too, which is yeah amazing. Yeah, Pretty amazing. Definitely. And let's not forget TV animation. Also, also right. they uh, they also did uh, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they did but, a lot of stuff. But, a lot of anime stuff. But, but, but I, I think there's some history we can learn here. Oh, Probably. there is. I want to know. Is. I want to know it. Yeah, so where did this all start? So this all started uh, back in uh, 1957. So uh, I got this little thing the I want to read off. year I was off. born. A little bit of uh, history here. So so sit on down, so, Retroids. And so why don't you, you learn sit from? down, sit down, relax, pour yourself a beer if you care to, and let's jump right in to Hanna Barbera. Pour yourself a Zima. Butter, Zima? butter up your buttocks and sit right down. Who does not down. pay us? Or, 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 or a clear Snapple? Or, or, or in our case, a Clapple. Diet Mountain Dew you. or a pour yourself Bang a, Energy Drink or, pour or yourself a Powerade an ice cold Max drink. Hard Lime. <laughs> it's limey. <laughs> It's limey, governor. It's limey. All right. Go ahead, Nintendo. All right. So, here we go. 
Before the rise of basic cable and syndication, Saturday mornings for many children back in the day consisted, consisted watching cartoons on TV on one of three available channels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. ABC, DEF, and HIV. In, in HIV. I was say HIV. Oh no. <laughs> HIV. Oh, oh that's no. <laughs> that's not good at all. No, that ain't that's it. not good at all. Uh, from 1958 through the 1980s, the vast majority of those cartoons bore the Hanna-Barbera imprint, creating hit shows such as The Flintstones, Scooby-Doo, Johnny Quest, Super France, and The Smurfs. Hanna-Barbera was an animation powerhouse. Hanna-Barbera Productions was formed in 1957 by William Hanna and Joseph Barbera. Odd that those are not anyone's first names. <laughs> I mean, not I, I Hannah think. or Barbara. Right. Like, oh, my gosh. Who's Barbara? Two women's I know first Barbara. names are the last names of two dudes. It's not <laughs> Barbara, though. It's Barbara. Barbara. It's, it's Joe Barbara. Joe Barbara's football. Joe Barbara. <laughs> Joe Barbara's football, 1998. <laughs> it's in the game. It's in the group. Anywho, they have been partners in animation at, at the MGM Studios, where they created the memorable Tom and Jerry shorts. They left MGM when the studio stopped production on animated films. Womp. Hannah and Barbara achieved immediate success on television with The Huckleberry Hound Show in 1958, followed later by the highly popular primetime series The Flintstones. Through the next 30 years, Hannah Barbera produced an aston- astonishing... 249 individual cartoon series for television. Wow, why didn't they do one more and get 250? Uh, really? They're just too lazy. Jesus Christ, H&B. They're just too lazy. Slackers. I mean, Slackers. never trust Cold people crackers. with Slackers. two first names. No, they're I, always wasting time in all those chat room <laughs> yackers. Right. 95 chilling that Hewlett Packard. What? <laughs> what? Oh, sorry. I was that late. might be our promo. My, my time is a little bit off there. Sorry. <laughs> what? 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 Is there an echo in here? <laughs> All I missed by a fraction. You, a you are oh, half please. a beat late. <laughs> and you, Joey. <laughs> Joy. Nintendo. It's half a beat late. And you, Nintendi. <laughs> Chicken Nintendies. And you, Teo. Oh, Chicken Nintendies. That, that needs to be a thing. <laughs> that, that needs to be a shirt. <laughs> well, you know, if, you know, if it's a shirt, it's gonna have Baby Yoda on it. You're gonna hate it anyway. That's so. true. Cheeky nuggies. That, that's very true. And chalky milk. I mean, chalky and chalky milk. <laughs> anyway, continue. Anywho, why do our episodes last for two hours again? <laughs> Shut up and let the. Man it's all the entertaining see. bullshit. I know. Uh, okay. It's nothing about the episode topic. No. No. Usually not. Just bullshit. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so, anyways, with those 259 shows, that's that an amazing, total, amazing. Wait, 249? I can't that even is it. amazing. Yeah, I was gonna say 249. 249. 249. Yeah. Still, <laughs> still good. It's a lot. <laughs> Not bad. And that's totaling. That's totaling yes. 1,200 hours of original episodes. Oh my god. Jeez. The Wait. impact of Hanna Barbera's cartoons is evident in today's popular like culture, enough. from Fred Flintstone hawking fruity pebble cereals to numerous parodies on TV's Family Guy cartoon, to the live-action Smurfs films, to the continued creation of the new Scooby-Doo telev- television series, comic books, animated, and live-action movies. Sadly, the company's founders, Joe Barbera, passed away in 2006, and William Hanna in 2001. So that's a little bit of history of yeah. Hanna Barbera. Nice, really Thanks. neat. I didn't know about well any done, that. Well done, man. Shit. Yeah. So that was. Well, I knew that cool. the guys were dead. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know yeah, they I were guys. They I didn't know they were guys. Yeah. You really yeah. thought they were Hannah and Barbara? Why the fuck not? 
Why couldn't they be? Maybe they were. Yeah. Maybe they Maybe were. I, I guess I, I don't know how they identified. I'm assuming. Do you think Barbara had a daughter named Hannah? I don't know, but Hannah I definitely bar- got coffee with Barbara. Hannah and Barbara. Do you think Hannah had a barber? <laughs> we used to always get, named- get Deadly Grounds coffees back in the day. Is this your Ash's <laughs> voice? No. <laughs> no. You want me to do the Ash's voice? I wasn't you sure. You don't want me. I forgot. No, Ashes is up here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. I forgot. <laughs> Okay, Joe. <laughs> Joe. Why don't you tell us what we're gonna do she next? She doesn't sound Bob like this. Devon. I, I, I know she doesn't sound <laughs> like this. I know, I know, but it doesn't what? stop the fact that that's my Ashes impression. No, I know. That's I'm not saying it. it's a good one. It's what I got. It enhances the, the whole She loves uh, it. She loves no, it. No, I know love she it does. too. It's just great. Anyway. Anywho, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna play two blocks. We're gonna play eight theme songs from the shows that we picked so we're All gonna split them up because we had just had so blocks. much fun playing theme songs yeah, you know, last week and, and theme songs are just so nostalgic yeah they make so, you all warm inside yeah so here Fuzzy. we go we're gonna start with the first block and you guys can guess yeah which which, which octo host and which octo host picked yep this certain show so four songs in one of us each one of us picked and one then of we'll them. be back and talk about do it your best. Yes. Bullshit a whole lot more about non Hanna Barbera stuff because we lies. can't help ourselves. Yes. Yes. But don't hate us. Love so us. let's get right to it. Scooby-Doo, 
those theme songs because I thought they were awesome. I enjoy uh, them. So, uh, you guys out there, did you, did you guys did you guys like figure out like like who picked what? I think at least one is for pretty obvious. One's pretty obvious if right. people know who the the, who the was, very right. first How one. I didn't right. know. Was pretty, was I, pretty I was obvious. able to guess. Oh good. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I still I, I still don't know. <laughs> I'm glad someone guessed. Whew, I only know because of my notes. <laughs> Your K N O W. All right. So no. That that first theme song was from Challenge of the GoBots. Challenge. And that was one that I picked. Because hmm. if there's anybody who loves transforming robots, it's uh, Nintendo. It's, that's that's pretty accurate. You yeah. love yourself a mean robot. Hmm. I do. I and mean, a nice robot too. I mean, he likes he likes all the robots. Robots of all I mean, walks. No, granted, you know it's a poor man's Transformers, but Poorman. I mean, whatever. I mean, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I liked it. Mm-hmm. And that's whatever. enough. Yeah, that's that's enough for me. Yeah, right. It's ha- enough for ha- mention. I, I, I mean, my 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 robot fix. Yes. When Transformers wasn't on. GoBots was on. Like you know what? And uh, when uh, Mighty Orbots got canceled after six episodes, you know. Oh I mean, yeah, whatever it was. Yeah, Mighty I was, Orbots. I was I was muddy depressed. Or bots. Mighty Go Bots. Mighty, mighty depressed bots. <laughs> yes. Mighty sad bots. Here's, here's mighty sad here's, bots. Yeah. Your form bot fix. <laughs> form bots. <laughs> yes. Transmorphers. All right. So about the show, mm-hmm. the show aired from September of 1984 to December of 1985. Did not last very long. Um, Short-lived. The GoBots dealt with two opposing forces of transforming robots from the planet planet's Gobotron. Oh, boy. Yeah, fucking lame Gobotron. <laughs> the, the heroic guardians of the evil renegades. Uh, the guardians were led by Leader One, who I thought was cool. Right. I thought Leader he looked one. cool. He had, I think he had like one of the best designs in the show. Um, while the renegades were led by Psykill, <laughs> which is uh, <laughs> a, more, a fucking retired looking... Basically, stu- all the looking, names in this show are the worst. Psykill. Right. Yeah, Psykill. I mean, I think Psykill right. is like probably like... Do, is he? Does he look like a motorcycle? No, he's a motorcycle. And his hands... Move it or lose it, baby. And his hands are, are, are always like this because... Oh, they're turn, clamps. They're, yeah, they're, right. yeah, they're, they're clamps. clamps. Him yeah. clamps. <laughs> because that's where yeah, the, the front the wheel, wheel goes when he, he works transforms. At, he works at the clamp and corporation. that is what happens the when... The Kung Fu grip. <laughs> that's what happens when you Kung overthink Fu, designs, just like in the Bi- Michael Bay movies. They're like, well, you need all these little itsy-bitsy tiny pieces because you couldn't possibly have like a hood that turns into a chest. It's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> right. And so they're like, oh, well, he, his hands are the part that clamps onto the wheel, so he would just have clamps. It's like, or... You just give him hands, yeah. right? Like, hands, can, hands because, can hold on to things, you know. <laughs> right? It's so because, stupid. Uh, well, the thing I hate about the show the most is like not all they all have fists. It's like they never like they, they, they can't be rested. They can't like have resting hands. <laughs> they are just ready just, for for punching. None of them have like, resting hands. It's like, no, it's, like it's almost like resting they have severe. Face. It's almost like they have severe arthritis. I'm looking at this picture so of Leader One. Like this. He's pointing with his fist. He's just like go there, there. there. That go is there. what I want. Because we're too lazy to animate a finger. Just go oh, there. Oh man! How do they do nice to each other? They don't. Do they nice. have to always. No, punch? they always fist bump though. So it's it was they were the original fist bumpers, probably. <laughs> right. Yeah. They, out, out of sheer necessity. <gasps> right. Oh my god! They Psycho. were trying to be hip. Right. I do remember uh, a couple of character designs. I don't know if I can remember any names. I remember Scooter. Right? Yeah, the scooter red, red and then scooter those turbo. Guy, because there was also a, a weird, like, scooter robot in mask, I think. 
and I was yeah, like he the, looked the more like a, almost like an egg type. Well, yeah, he was like R two D two with a face. I yes, think, yeah, basically like yeah. that kind of a shape, like basically the top quarter of a dildo. Yes, and then um, the and then quarter. there was a, why is yeah. it in quarters? Well, I'm just saying length. I'm just talking length. Okay, okay. Not, not girth. So, I'm not yes, talking not girth. girth. Like, Definitely not just girth. The, the yeah, this is just the tip. Yeah. No, okay, right. okay. It's just the tip. <laughs> just the tip, Lana. Take a ride. Gonna take um, me for a ride. <clears throat> yeah, but uh, but it was, <laughs> but you know, it was there was the young boy of the show would ride on the top of the dildo, basically. Yeah, right. That's what would happen. Yeah, that's all so. Right, yeah. uh, in this show, there was also a young boy, and he would. He, his buddy was also Scooter. Whose name was? They're like, well, he's a scooter. What can we name him? It's like, are you kidding me, you guys? Right. You guys with so these dumb. names? So we'll just name him Scooter. So and oh man, I remember he was like so ugly too. They all were really. Oh, they were. And Mo- were. Most of them were. I remember there was a girl who had like black and pink or something. Who was one of the bad ones? I don't remember the names. Uh, Crasher. What are the bad guys called? Uh, Psykill, Crasher, the Ren- and the Renegades. The, oh, the Renegades. The yeah, Renegades are the, fun. They're the bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> also worth noting uh, the GoBots were originally a toy line made by Tonka. Yeah, yeah, we All talked right. about this in the uh, Transformers. Yeah, episode. we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. If you want to go back, go, to go way back. Machine. Go bot. Go bots. <laughs> go way bots. Go bots. Go check out our second episode. It was our or no, our no, third no, our episode. Thir- uh, yes, third no, episode, fourth, fourth episode. Okay, no. which oh, was yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. We went in different order. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So our we fourth know our show. Episode we number four not. was Transformers more than meets these guys. Yes, and that was uh, yes. We so talked about GoBots. We're, 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 we're not used mentioned. to going back in time on the retro Redactopus Cephalopod. We only go forward. We never back go in back time. in time. Never, ever. This is uncharted waters for us. Yeah. We're just looking at some some really rad psy right. designs. There's yeah. also a human <laughs> named Dr. Braxis. Dr. Braxis. Played by Jesse the Body Ventura. No, not Abraxis. No, 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 no. Hold on, yo. Dr. Braxis. All right. All right. So the, the go burp. I just belched. Now, what was the phone. challenge of the go? What was their? What, what, was what their did challenge? Get, they get the, 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 the challenge of the Transformers. The challenge of the watchers. Yeah. Fair. Exactly. Exactly. Yes, that and is we the get answer an to that question. Yeah. Yes. So, the, nothing that 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 defers GoBots with Transformers is that these characters did not have guns. They shot like energy beams out of their fists. They had they pew, pew. They had fist pews. They well, they were all pubes. all purpose fists. They did right. everything. They pointed. Right. They uh, bumped. They, they did uh, nice. Made cereal. Yeah. They did they, nice. Right. <laughs> they held on to tires. Yeah. Like really good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he yeah. had the clampies. They yeah. sewed. Yeah, the yeah. They could yeah, the definitely clamp. sew. Maybe that's why Psykill was the, the main bad guy. He was just so Sweet. angry because he had been persecuted his whole life. Yeah, he because the, he was the only non-fisted uh, right. of their race, whatever they're called. Curse these Go-bots. clam! Go-bots, Go-bots, right. That's what they're called, right? Sure. Yeah. Go-bots. Called Go-bots. Yeah. I've right. already forgotten. Right. They're called challenges? No. What is it? The Gobotans. The Gobotanists. <laughs> the Gobotanists. <laughs> From Gobotron. From <laughs> so bad. Such a dumb name. <clears throat> it's like it's like they so badly wanted to copy Cybertron, but it's like, well, it's Gobot, so Gobotron. See, you say you say Gobotron, I just think giant mecha fraggle. 
Well, didn't they come? Yeah, they, these guys came before the Transformers, though, right? So they wouldn't have tried to copy Cybertron. Well, so I think what uh, we what we learned yeah. and talked about in that long ago episode, I think what we said was that the toys one oh. the Japanese company who who was Takara who did Transformers oh, actually yeah. came first. Okay, and then GoBots like jumped on the bandwagon because right. they saw it them was coming over here. First yeah, I think, yeah, I think it the came show out. the show the show came out first before the Transformers okay. show did. All right. Only I here, only because here, yeah. it was right, airing in, in Japan, States. and they're yeah. like, "Oh shit, there's this thing happening. Let's make our own real quick." Right, okay. right. and you yeah. spend five minutes on real it, and, right. and you know, you can tell. Yeah, it feels like it was slapped together. I, mean, I, I tried, I tried watching slap an episode dash. with fists. Yeah, slap Dash Bostwick. No, I think this is like a perfect slap. The, this is a slap Dash Bostwick. I think this is a perfect <laughs> uh, show to start on because it's not one that we love. Right. And um, it is also really recognizable. I think everybody remembers the GoBots, right? Especially everybody who will listen to our show. Everybody knows right. the GoBots. I mean, the GoBots had their fans for sure. Yeah, we don't no, we'll, go hopefully we're we're making some of them uh, pissed off because they suck. Yeah, yell at us. <laughs> <laughs> yell at us. Tell us we're wrong, <laughs> but we're not. At us. At us. <laughs> at at us, bro. <clears throat> at us. Anyway. Yeah. Any hoots? Cool. Yeah. So that's that's. That's the challenge. Yeah, that's, that's the challenge of the GoBots go is to find was fans. to be successful. Challenge accepted. Challenge, challenge accepted failed. and failed. <laughs> Oops. So Continue. Who do, we, who do we got next? Uh, what, was, what was the what was the second uh, show? <clears throat> the uh, second theme song, as the it were, which was uh, the episode of the cartoon show that I'm going to be talking about. I'm Boss Freshman. I'm going to be talking about Top Cat, mm. Turp Kurt, leader of the gang. See, I think excellent. GoBots was very obviously Nintendo, Nintendo Joe. But see, I wouldn't. <laughs> have, I, I don't know. I wouldn't have pegged you for no, a Top no, Cat. No, it's funny because a lot of people still call me Nintendo Joe. Nintendo Joe. Nintendo Joe. Nintendo Nintendo Joe. So Top Cat. Yes. Uh, this is a show that just was always on in syndication when I was growing up, so it's just one I happen to see a lot. I mean, I don't remember much of it. I mean, I hadn't pro- probably haven't seen an episode in probably like 35, 40 years, but... Or 50 years? It was, I do remember <laughs> uh, it being on because that theme song gets stuck in your head for, oh, yes. for life. For forever. You're welcome, everyone else. Who, you know, may <laughs> now have it's in about your it. brain for life. For life. What do you mean, life? I, I ain't got, got a life. Boy, your soul better belong to Top Cat. Because mm-hmm. that garbage can belongs to Greg. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and this show had 30 episodes that ran from September of 1961 to April of 1962. Hmm. Now, like, I'm old, but I'm not that old. So I didn't see it when it first came out. I was born in '74, so I was watching this in syndication, probably like the you know early '80s or so, somewhere around that 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 time frame. Mm-hmm. I, rem- I mean, I remember seeing this all the time too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of these shows would just you know just keep being syndicated. Yeah, like, just like Looney Tunes all, like, or Tom and Jerry. Four hundred and seventy-two versions of Hanna Barbera cartoons over the years. Exactly, yeah. always on played. syndication, like Seinfeld. Right. The composer at theme is a, is a person called Hoyt Curtin. <laughs> H-O-Y-T. So I don't know, male, female. Uh, Hoyt! Doesn't matter. It, it was cool. It's a cool, cool tune. Gets stuck in Get your head to, forever. For life. life. For life. The, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the GoBot song is great, too. You know? yeah. yeah, absolutely. Totally was. Yeah, well, Mighty a, a lot of themes, you know, tunes happen to be pretty good. Because they, they mm-hmm. kind of got to be catchy. You know, they got to right. yeah, catch your attention yeah. and right. make you want to watch the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. reel you in. All right. So anyway, um, see the show... Gonna ramble off some of the, the 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 main cast and their voice actors. Uh, Top Cat, 
you know, close friends call him TC. So voiced by Doug Young. Benny the Bu- uh, Benny the Ball is a uh, Mel Blanc. Uh, fan- oh, so that's 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 Bugs Bunny and all yes. all the Looney Tunes. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. really cool. That that Mel Blanc. The same. Uh, Mel Blanc. Yes. Fancy Fancy and Choo Choo were both voiced by Don Messick, and uh, I I couldn't confirm this, but maybe there was something in his contract where he would only voice characters that were double names. I mean, because you got Choo Choo and Fancy Fancy, and he's he's Scooby Doo. Yeah, but Scooby's it's not Scooby Scooby or Doo Doo. <laughs> it should be. Well, I'm saying this breaks your your thing. That's I don't no, know. No, no, in this show. In I'm this saying. show. In, in this show. In this yeah. particular in show. I have this. I have this clause. Right. This one show. Wasn't it? An, uh, yes. Encompassing throughout the entire entirety of the Hanna Barbera universe. Ruby Roo. Yeah, the the HBCU or whatever. I don't know <laughs> something. I <laughs> uh, say. So uh, this is a character named Spook, voiced by Dawes Butler. Ooh. A brain by Joseph Barbera. That Joseph Ooh. Barbera. Huh. I'd never knew. And Joseph. Officer Babble. Or no, not, not Babble. Officer Dibble. Officer Dibble uh, is Paul Freeze. Oh, Paul Freeze is freaking awesome. Yes, he is. The voice of the uh, Haunted Mansion at Disney World. Yes. yes and uh, many Rankin Bass. Uh, he's always the villain in the Rankin Bass. He's like Kubla. In. Hello, Kubla. Hello, yeah. Kubla. Hello, Dami. Top Cat, he's the leader of the gang, and he leads a gang of alley cats in Manhattan. And uh, he's, they're constantly getting into mischief, which leads he's them... He's basically a crime boss, right? I mean, that's... Yeah, a very, very low-key, lighthearted, you know, <laughs> like monster. Basically, right. Yeah. He's just a monster. Is he like a Robin Hood mod- he's monster? He's like a Johnny like Dangerously well? no. like level mob boss. Like right. he's, he's cool. Does he give he, back to his community? No. No, he's just, he's always trying he's to... He's a crime boy. No! He's trying to make a buck. He's trying to get some rich, quick schemes. Trying to get he's, some anchovies. Some maybe, maybe he'd share it with his, you know, his, his gang, but not as far as, like, the the, yeah. the community as a whole or, you know, society as a, a whole. A philanthropist no. he's not. He was uh, getting some scratch, doing right. some lines of right. nip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that, all that stuff would constantly get him into mischief with, uh, you know, Officer Dibble and all that stuff. Was, uh, was and, Dibble a dog? No, he was a person. Oh, he's a okay. human cop. Ah, human cop arresting cat monsters. Man cop. <laughs> and apparently the show was inspired by another show called uh, The Phil Silver Show, which I'm not familiar with. But I apparently am not either. It's, hmm. That's where TC draws I, I inspiration. I do not understand. That is news. So I think this is uh, a really uh, awesome second episode because it's the first one that we delve into the, like what I want to call the, like, the yogi-verse. Okay. These are like those characters that, you know... All kind of had that same drawing style, the same coloring style. Yeah. They were all flat colors, but mm. they were very colorful. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like, you know, you had all the yogis, the quick drama gras, the, the Huckleberry Hounds, the right. Snagglepuss. I feel like Kung Fuis. Yeah, like all of those characters that would eventually go on like other mashup shows, some of right. which we're going to mention later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like Top Cat is kind of the first of that ilk. They were all animals. Yeah. You know, and they're they're kind of like, you know... Always getting into mischief. Yep. A lot of those characters were... And I mean, Looney Tunes, that was a common theme, too. Yeah. Mischief. Yeah. Right. Especially with Bugs. Bugs is all about the, you know, pissing people off, basically being yeah. the biggest dick ever. He's but a troll. I, I he mean, is. he's the biggest troll ever. He is but a troll. I, I mm-hmm. love Bugs Bunny, so right. I, I don't know. For some reason, it just worked. But yeah, I mean, you know, Yogi was a same sort of deal. You yep. know, just kind of always running afoul of Ranger Smith, who's the yep. human... The man cop. Right. Man cop. Yeah. The yep. human man cop. Yes. <laughs> but, um... The adult man cop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which, um, 
Now, you get, kind of get a glimpse into TC's personality just in the intro. So before the show even starts, yeah, I'm going to kind of go over some of the bullet points of the intro. If you, you know, feel free to watch it on YouTube. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of you have probably seen it in the past. Um, you see the opening shot, and he, it looks like he's riding in a limo, but when the limo actually turns around and you see the other side of it, he's actually sitting on, like, the... the like the the wheelbase or the wheel, oh yeah the wheel well or whatever mm-hmm. that is uh, yeah, he's yeah, not yeah, actually yeah. in the limo. right because it was like those old gangster cars would have those big yeah. sticky yeah. outy wheels right. like the Al Capone yeah. like you can just sit right on it's right. like a ledge you can plant flowers right. on that thing exactly and TC is just like you can put your TV dinner and pretend to be upper class you know right right and then you know he'd slide off that and then he's in front of a hotel and there's a doorman sitting you know standing in front of a door but as he's walking by this doorman the doorman has his hands like to his sides but he's like he extends his hand and like opens his palm like he's expecting a tip i don't know why he's expecting a tip he doesn't open the door tc doesn't go into the hotel he's just and he's a fucking cat he's just begging for a tip from this random cat walking by (laughs) no no, what happens though is tc actually puts a quinn in his hand but it's attached to a string and he pulls the string (laughs) pulls the string (laughs) and before the, the doorman can clasp onto the coin it's taken away by the string that was attached that to the coin. sneaky son of a bitch. Yeah, so you know he's crafty. Oh, man. But when you think, oh, he's, he's pretty funny, he's cool, he's crafty, he gets he turns into a dick pretty fast. <laughs> <laughs> Quick dick. Quick dick, yes. Because then he, he walks by like a maitre d' or something and uh, sits himself near some tables at a hoity-toity restaurant. And uh, he's, he's actually sitting between like, uh, he's like on the sidewalk between like the tables of the restaurant and uh, like a... A manhole cover that's open and someone's you know working it. He sticks his cane in there and just straight up just steals somebody's lunch. Pale, <laughs> oh my god! Straight up steals someone's All lunch pail and then opens it right away. <laughs> oh the guy comes god. out. The matron D like they both they kind of, ruined. Right. And he's about to like dig into someone else's fucking lunch, straight up stealing it. And like you know the construction worker or the the work the manhole worker comes out, stands next to him, and the matron D's on the other side. And Top Cat's like, oh, I better skedaddle. So he zips off and uh, he goes into a, a taxi cab that's just waiting there taxi cab drives off and uh whether or not he paid the taxi driver is unconfirmed he doesn't get that far that's what's where the intro ends and but this, this cab did happen to have like a in, in, the, in the rear the windshield you know you pull down like a you know almost like a like a movie screen you, you pull down oh, like a, a projector screen a shade, and it yeah. says top cat across it so. oh nice huh. so i i don't know maybe Snazzy. he had some connections hmm. and you know he got, he got a free ride Right. Wow. Yeah, yeah, maybe that was his getaway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this guy's his, a, his getaway cab. cab. Yeah. Yeah, this guy is not as likable as Johnny Dangerously. I <laughs> no, take that back. No. Right. He's kind of a damn. <laughs> Johnny is Dangerously is straight up awesome. Right. Yeah. JD's a nice guy. He's he a piece of shit. Top cat. <laughs> Now, like I said, I don't remember. I, I tried to watch some episodes prepping up for this episode, but I couldn't really find them readily available. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. I tried with the GoBots. I can. I found tough. like clips, but it's not like old, old yeah. shows. So it's so I wasn't able to really rewatch any, but I'm gonna read some synopsises so, so maybe kind of so people can get the feel of what some of these episodes were all about. Mm-hmm. Go for give, it. give you give you some feels. So so episode one, Hawaii, here we come. Benny wins a trip to Hawaii leading to Top Cat and the gang joining him on his trip by stowing away. Things take a drastic turn as Officer Dibble also ends up aboard the ship because, of course, he does. <laughs> and the discovery of a suitcase... Well, he's a man cop. Yes, the human adult man cop. <laughs> and the discovery of a suitcase containing counterfeit money leads to Top Cat and the gang being thrown into the brig as suspect counterfeiters. However, with Top Cat's assistance, Officer Dibble is able to catch the actual counterfeiter and verify the gang's innocence. 
So you know, that's that's setting the tone. Okay. That's the first okay. episode. Yes. So he helps. Right. He helps the adult man cop. Right. Human Th- man that cop. one they kind of like saw eye to eye, but at first like, oh, you're top cat, so you're the antagonist. Automatically going to be the one right. we're blaming. So and, and as you can t- probably tell, they're going to get into some mischief. They're going to get into some shit. So um, right. So I'm going to skip over to episode six, the missing heir. Benny, and which is weird because guys reading through some of these synopses, Benny seems to be a central character a lot, not not really TC. I, I remember a character called Benny. Yeah, Benny the Ball. He's so like he short, was the short blue one with the white shirt or something. Yes. yes. Okay. <clears throat> so Benny is a double for Cat Wallader, whatever that the hell that is, the missing heir to a millionaire's fortune. The identification being clinched by a supposed birthmark on the sole of Benny's foot. Top Cat and the gang get Benny to the mansion in time to claim the money. But his bad news to the scheming butler Chutney and Dog Griswold. <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. And Dog Griswold, who hope to claim the fortune for themselves. The birthmark turns out to be chewing gum. Oh, because oh that's always you know. I mean, you know, it's a smudge or something, uh, right? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. you, know, you know, wife rush mode and I were watching TV the other day, and I happened to turn her like, "Is there a chewing gum on your neck?" She's like, "No, that's just a birthmark." I'm like, "Oh, okay, carry on." You okay, know, carry, you know, that's, <laughs> you can easily confuse the two yeah, things. Yeah, very similar, you know, chewing honestly. gum birthmark, same same thing. Yeah, <laughs> Mrs. Mrs. Rush mode, <laughs> wife rush mode. <laughs> All right, so now going to episode 18, Farewell, Mr. Dibble. Officer Dibble is replaced by a new recruit named... Okay, now, this is probably like one of the most ridiculous like fictional names I've ever heard. So, Officer Dibble is replaced by a new recruit named Ernest Prowler. <laughs> oh my god. Oh boy. Because I guess Willie Banger was like just too edgy for the 60s or something. Or, or, Ernest Prowler. Yeah. Oh man. So. Warp Dark Matter. Right. I wonder if he's going to be a bad guy. Oh, you get a hyphenated, came like, a hyphenated name like Cox Lamb. Cox and Lamb. Yeah, Cox and yeah, Cox yeah. And Lamb. C-O-X. Anita Cox Lamb. Yeah. yeah. Right. C-O-X hyphen. Also the name Anita. L-A-M-B. Yes. No, never mind. Right. No, no. It's a, it's a completely legitimate name that somebody right. probably has. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Anyway, Prowler intends to be more forceful in his duty than Dibble and intends to stop the trouble that Top Cat and the gang cause. Due to the new regime, the gang hatch a plan to have Dibble return to his old beat in the, the new Rejigme. Yes. Regime. The new Regime. This is Bill Regime. <laughs> <laughs> the epitome of hyperbole. Yes. And now the last the last synopsis I'll read. This one I'm going to assume during the course of the show, you, you watch it. And when you're actually watching it, it seems way less, you know, way more lighthearted, way less serious. Because when I'm reading this, I'm like, holy <laughs> this is shit. dark AF, this you guys. Sound, right. This sounds dark AF. <laughs> God damn. Dark off. Okay. So here we go. The episode is called Choo Choo Goes Gaga. You ready for some fun, kids? Choo Choo threatens to commit suicide. Whoa. Wow. That's literally what it says. I'm not making any of this up. Choo Choo threatens to commit suicide unless he can get a date with a Hollywood movie star named Lola Glamour. Top Cat tries getting him that date by visiting her at her penthouse, but Officer Dibble is given complaints from other people who live there. Top Cat eventually escapes from Officer Dibble, but soon finds out Lola will only date rich men. So who Choo- aren't cats because she's not into bestiality. Oh, right. <laughs> yes. Not that we're king shaming. I mean, maybe she's a cat too. I mean, it doesn't really specify here. So I'm willing to bet she's human. I just feel it. Probably, yeah. But soon finds out Lola would only date rich men, so Choo Choo once again tries to commit suicide. This annoys Top Cat. It's like, you know, dude, dude all really? this threatening to take your own life is really starting to piss me off. Can you knock it the fuck off? Because seriously, <laughs> yeah. it's really, it's really wow. you know, down in my day. Big yikes. So Top Cat. <laughs> oh, my God. 
All right, so where was I? Uh, this annoys Top Cat, so he tries to get Lola to think Choo Choo is a rich count named Count Chooch. <laughs> so uh, a rich yeah. what? Count Count Oh Count Count, count. Oh, Okay Count Yes So yeah uh, That's that's mighty fucked up <laughs> Yeah yes. uh, Holy shit But like I said If you actually watch the episodes it's, it's probably like It's probably done in a way That's like really lighthearted And it's just like It just It, it sounds way worse written down It sounds yeah. really bad it, it, does. it does It sounds super bad It's like so fucking dark Yikes so. That's pretty wow. fucking bad yeah. I mean we all know You know shows in, in, in the old days Like you know you. I remember episodes uh, Again with Looney Tunes Of like characters Shooting themselves in the face Right Right. Daffy, Daffy Duck and, Right yeah. And stuff. yeah like Elmer Fudd <clears throat> Would shoot him with a shotgun But then oh, the yeah, yeah, would yeah. just spin around his face Like oh you're despicable And he'd be, he'd be played off As super, super lighthearted Yeah it wasn't right. even yeah. Thinking about that, yeah, like there's so many, uh, so many hunting episodes, yeah, but like, there were the episodes face. where they literally shot themselves. Yeah, because uh, I remember there being an episode where Daffy Duck shot himself and killed himself, and right. was a good because he, he did like this trick, it was a talent show. And he's like, Oh, great trick! The only problem is I can only do it once, and he's dead, <laughs> and he fucking killed himself. Oh, it's like, shit. so we all know, like, you know, yes. It was really different. The rating system was different. Yep. And kids would, you know, you could show people smoking. Yep. Yeah, it wasn't oh, yeah. anywhere near as, as But damn, right. suicide yeah. as the fucking MacGuffin, basically. Right. Jesus Christ. I know. Wow. So crazy. Unheard. Now, this, uh, this show would get two TV specials, Top Cat and the Beverly Hills Cats in 1988, and Hanna-Barbera's 50th, uh, Hanna 50th, a Yabba Dabba Doo celebration in 1989. Uh, and then two movies that were produced in Mexico were Top <laughs> okay. Cat, Top Cat the movie in 2011, and Top Cat begins in 2015. And that was computer generated. That's computer, very like, recent. And, wow. and I'm very sure they're recent. both horrendous. I didn't know these existed at all. Huh. I don't. Yeah, because they were they were made in Mexico. I'm like, huh? It for I mean, they were released in America too. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, maybe, maybe they stuff. were just like they grabbed like the rights or something, and they had. They must have. Yeah. yeah. Right. It was also a random Woody Woodpecker CG movie mm-hmm. uh, that yeah. made it to Netflix like a couple oh, years no ago. Well, I remember that. Yeah. 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 I never watched it. I, I I watched it with Dr. Matteo. It was it was it was it was it was bad. Right. It was, it was, it was pretty I'm not sure worth. It was. Yeah. <laughs> It was one of, one of the things about this show is like uh, obviously the the main character Top Cat they he goes by TC a lot and that happens to be the initials of both my dad and my brother. It's like oh they said your initials again because that kind of thing is funny when you're like seven eight. So nine. I'm just I'm just <laughs> I'm just literally looking at the poster for Top Cat Begins, but it looks pretty spot on. It's right. like a yeah. CG version yeah. of it's the cute. same yeah. characters. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the CG yeah. doesn't look bad, but you know it's just I'm sure it's both probably, those movies are probably, it's probably horrendous. Bad. Yeah, yeah right. But. Who knows? They exist. Oh, so, hey. yeah. I had no idea. Oh. And now you know. Now and no one's know. half the battle. Yes. Top cat. Top go. cat begins. <laughs> Top cat begins. <laughs> and now right. it ends. All okay, right. So there's, there's Top cat. cat. He's the leader of the pack. Yes. And he does lines of cat. He's lines the boss. Of, he's, the lines of cat. he's the championship. Yes. <laughs> he's the leader of. He's a pack. piece of shit. All right. So, so moving uh, yeah. on. So who? Who picked the next Is show? Who could me? it possibly be? No. One of two people. I don't think so. I think it's, it's me. It's definitely you. Oh, it's so you. Yeah. Because I had my trade table up. All right. So, uh, yes. What you got? Um, a papa named Scooby-Doo. There's a mystery in town. <laughs> I know his voice is so so intense there. Oh man, it's so great. Um, Pop named Scooby Doo is a just it's just a delight. 
Uh, it it follows the classic Scooby gang, but when they were all kids, because yeah. you know that was a thing. And the drawings in the show are amazingly very good. good, very very good. Yeah, they're yeah. really really great. I yeah. love the way the show looks. Yeah, it, it is a very nice looking show, well animated. The designs of all the characters as kids were great, and and you know kept true to their original style and stuff, and you know had had the original <clears throat> voice actors and everything. Um, and I like to I like learning that they committed to their outfits like at that age. I know, like mm-hmm. by. By the right. age of say twelve, they're like, I am never gonna not wear blue I pants, the white this. shirt, and the orange ascot. I need like this I'm ascot, <laughs> ascot for my life. It's a life scot. <laughs> hey gang, hey gang. So uh, this show was developed by Tom Ruger, and it ran from 1988 to 1991. Um, it had four seasons and 27 episodes. Though interestingly enough, ep- um, season one had only, I think, season one had 13 episodes. Season two had eight episodes, and then season three and four each only had three. What? Oh, weird. Isn't that weird? That doesn't make That's, sense. It makes no friggin' sense. So, um, the, I guess the way, they Scooby didn't. They Scooby yeah. did not. There's a mystery in town, I think, about mm. that. I, I believe. I believe so. So, actually, if you go to buy this show on DVD, you can buy season one as one DVD and season two, three, and four as one other DVD. <laughs> oh, well, that is, well, that's nice. actually great. Yeah, no, it, yeah. it is. It is actually really, 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 really great. It's so, really, really good. But yeah, I thought that was really <laughs> odd. Like how the hell do you decide that's a season? Yeah. That's like, weird. yeah, that's so, so weird. Yeah. Like no. British cartoons would have more than that. No, no shit. Right? I mean, freaking the first season of Casmania had four. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean come on. I mean, I mean and that's a short season. Ruffle. I didn't get a rub out of that guy. But I mean, this show it, it followed the same you know format that you're used to with the Scooby Doo show. You know, you have the gang; they're all solving supernatural mysteries. But it takes place in the town of Coolsville, which is awesome. Awesome, <laughs> so cool. Coolsville, the, nothing, man. Nothing so cool. Cool. Coolsville, zoinks, like zoinks. I mean, it's a lot better than, I mean, than Gobotron. It was it was it's really of Gobotron. a funny show on purpose. It was super funny. Way, yeah, like the way, humor was on point. Yeah, it was very, very self-deprecating. It understood that Scooby as a show was goofy, but it didn't make fun of it. It just celebrated yes. in the fun of itself. Yes. And it really dialed it up to eleven, really, with the some of the some of the jokes in the show were so funny. Mm-hmm. Are you going to talk about red herring? Uh, yeah. So I, I have a few a few points. Um, one of the one of the things that was kind of fun is that Shaggy's dad was a police officer in Coolsville, and he's also voiced by Casey Kasem. He's just doing a dad voice, so <laughs> it's pretty great. Like he'll show up and just be like, "Oh, likes voice." Like, I'm mean, not really, but he he sounds exactly like Shaggy as just a dad mode. Um, but yeah, so. One of the reoccurring gags, as uh, Parasite Steve mentioned, is that Fred insists, no matter what... Fred is a, a humongous idiot. He's a colossal <laughs> he colossal He doesn't right? know Just what's going on ever, and he always thinks dink. that he always knows. Bombastic yeah. simpleton. Yeah, he's <laughs> yes, an epic dick. much. Just really does Full no fucking clue. confidence in himself. Every fucking thing. What's the Deadpool? He goes... Uh, quote the, uh, f- like, the full confidence. What, what is it? Uh... When he shouts, he's like 100% effort or I don't know, whatever. It's like, that's Freddy. Yeah. yeah. Except yeah. he has no, no ability. Maximum he, effort. Yeah, yeah. Maximum, maximum effort. effort. Yeah. 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 So much conviction. Maximum conviction. Uh, so, you know, so yes. So uh, we kind of buried the punchline here. But yeah, Fred insists every single mystery that happens, no matter what the fuck it is, he blames <laughs> it on none other than Red Herring. And Red Herring is the, the town bully, the town dipshit, who is like this asshole kid, but 
Honestly, but not really. Like ninety eight percent of the fucking time, he has nothing to do with anything that's bad going. I mean, he's a jerk. He is like the town but, bully. But he doesn't actually appear in any other parts of any of the shows, right? So but he like, doesn't actually. We never. It's we don't. Assumed we don't assumed that he's Fred's bully, except he was. So Fred was almost always wrong, except one episode called "The Night of the Boogie Biker." Fred ends up actually being right because Red Herring oh, but was he doesn't, found he thinks to be the villain. Else. But Fred didn't accuse him. Right. One time. The one time, the one right. time Fred's like, no, I don't think it was Red Herring. And it fucking was. So, of course it was. <laughs> but, yeah. So, that was that was one of the, I think, like best reoccurring jokes. Like that running gags. Yeah. Kept yeah. staying yeah. funny. Yeah. It was good reoccurring yeah. gags. None other than Red Herring. Like, uh, so uh, the episode that I was able to watch um, was, was uh, it was one called uh, The Sludge Monster from the Earth. And... Earth. Uh, it was it was like a pretty good episode. It was just it was like there was a bank heist happening, and there was this weird one-eyed sludge monster thing. And uh, in that mm. episode, when he blames Red Herring, it's like the middle of the fucking night. It is it is actually <laughs> it's like Jones, get out of here. Yeah, it's I like, wasn't even in town last week. <laughs> it was actually like bedtime, and Scooby goes to go into his doghouse, and this monster's in there, and it busts out of his doghouse, and he gets all freaked out. And so Scooby calls the whole gang together, and they're all like, "Are you kidding me right now?" <laughs> and uh, and so then Fred goes, "You know, I I have a suspicion of who this is," and everyone's like, "Oh my god!" So they go <laughs> to Red Herring's house. They climb up the side of Red Herring's house. He knocks on the window and goes, "Red Herring, I knew it was you!" And he opens the window and goes, "I didn't do nothing, Jones. Get get out of here!" And he just like slams his window and everyone falls down. But like every time, the gang goes along with it enough. For them to find Red Herring and prove that it well, wasn't Well, I think, I think in most episodes, he actually would just show up. Like, they would accuse him, and he would just <laughs> and he pop would be, in. Like, be there, right. He would just pop yeah, in frame yeah, and be yeah, like, yeah, Jones, yeah. get over it. Like, yeah, get, get out of here. here. Like, you know. Yeah, wicked yeah. funny. Um, another another thing I want to mention. I was already incarcerated. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm already in jail. But I just, I just love that. I love that we never actually see him be a bully specifically to Freddy. But that must have happened previously. Right. Like that's that's the established yeah. like right. trope. That's it's, his it's deal. understood that, that like he's a jerk. Freddy can't stand red herring. He, mm-hmm. he can't get over it. So he always yeah. Also, first first time I ever was introduced to that term, the red herring. Yeah. Uh, which is funny. Yeah, I didn't know what it meant. I didn't at know that either. Point. That's where I. That's what I learned it from, and right. then later realizing, oh. Oh, that's a funny joke they made. It yeah, it's classic misdirection. It's classic. They want you to look over here when in fact the the real thing is somewhere else. Yeah. Um, also, also in this episode, uh, Scooby when when they finally go back to his doghouse after Red Herring, they uh, are trying to investigate it to see where it's coming from. And like the whole gang, other than Shaggy, is like Scooby. There's no way that this like monster from outer space was hiding in your doghouse. It's a doghouse. Like there's no room in here. <laughs> and they go inside of it, and his doghouse is a fucking TARDIS. Like they yeah. go <laughs> in it, and it is a Mick Mansion. Like it is huge. <laughs> there's so much there's space a ball in there. Pit. Yeah. <laughs> There's like a study, there's a spiral staircase, there's a chandelier, and they go and the gang goes in there and they're like, Wow, Scooby, your doghouse is like really nice. <laughs> I know, right? How come you've never invited us? <laughs> it's so silly. And and Daphne goes, It's almost as nice as my mansion. And uh and also I think I don't know if it's in every episode, but it was shown in this one. He has a welcome mat that says welcome. Like oh, R E L C O M E, they spell it out. It's like, oh, it's a welcome mat. It's so funny. <laughs> Uh, uh, so I think something else worth mentioning that obviously we could tell from the theme song is that there is a severe love of, uh, of doo-wop style music. Mm-hmm. And then basically every single episode is scored 
in what can only be described as Scooby Doo Wop. I mean, right. every right. fucking yeah. thing goes Scooba Doo 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 and it's just no matter what's happening, every transition, there's always Scooby Doo Wop. Yep. every little bit yep. and it's so random it has nothing to do with anything it's just what they went for and they and do great. bring back the uh the classic scooby-doo trope of the uh the monster chase song mm-hmm. yes so so what is so neat that i didn't remember is that at least in in the episode in the episode i watched with the sludge monster and probably a bunch of other ones the, the chase unique. song is a unique song yeah with, with lyrics, lyrics pertaining to that uh, monster. yeah pertaining to the episode right. so this one was mm. like you can't run away from a one eye and it was actually pretty good they they had like multiple parts of it there were you know verses and everything and as they were you know running around being chased by it you you'd hear more and more of it and i was seriously Pretty impressed yeah, pretty with, impressed, with yeah. their attention no, to detail there. Yeah. It was very mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that um, this is probably one of my favorite Scooby-Doo iterations as far as a show next mm. to like the classic, you know, Scooby-Doo, where are you? Mm-hmm. Just from, you know, pure exposure. Like mm-hmm. that, that was the one I really saw the most. But Monsters Incorporated was an amazing show. That now that was, was uh, that was newer? That was newer. That was newer. Yeah, so I haven't seen that, that one. That was yet. like maybe five or six years ago. That was a fantastic show. Yeah. Like really fucking good. Also, mm, excuse me, I just burped up Mexican. And that lasagna. was that was also, I think, Ooh. the only Scooby Show that had like a persistent arc going on. So it wasn't just Monster of the Week. It was like th- there were bad guys and there were things the that took Inc. the whole or season to, to to accomplish. And it was a really good show. That's cool. <clears throat> yeah. So I mean, other than uh, Scooby Doo, where are you? I also really enjoyed Scooby Doo on Zombie Island. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. On Zombie Island that was, is, is that was so really cool. Good. Um, so good. They, they, they it's did such a, good a bait job. and switch because yeah. they're like zombies, right? And it's like no, they're that's just like the first round. Right, that, that's the surface level. It's such a great movie. If you've never yeah. seen it, I recommend it. But uh, yeah, so that's a pup named Scooby Doo. It's super cute, super funny. Um, definitely worth a watch. Yeah, I was able to find show. one episode broken up into like twenty-two minute pieces on YouTube, but uh, it's definitely pretty cheap to buy you can get like season one and two all together for like 20 bucks so i I honestly kind of want to buy it yeah kind of fun yeah no i mean that was that was a a great show i think that was um i can't i can't remember for sure if it came first or second but i think it came after another hanna-barbera kidified show which was the flintstone kids Mm, okay and i never um, saw that and that was another show that I remember watching. I remember liking. I don't remember as much. I don't think I liked it anywhere near as much as Scooby Doo, but um, yeah, I mean a pup named Scooby Doo. But like, um, it, it was the same sort of drawings. Mm. I felt like the eyes were done the same. Um, and I don't know. Yeah, it really was a. It was clearly something they were just dabbling in. And yeah, let's do reboot motif. our shows, but do like kid versions kid or whatever. Versions. But yeah, but yeah, hats off to to the pop name Scooby Doo for not dumbing it down, making it right. a very funny show. It has kids in it, but mm-hmm. it's not like targeted towards little kids. So I think that's really cool. Yeah, right. Like you think like it's the kid version, right? So it's going to be like Muppet Babies, but right. it's, like, it's no. this is for three year olds, right? Exactly, right? right. No, but this but was no, this goes all the way up to like seven, right? It's like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is for twice. So, now. Oh, the way no, it, no, this one goes to eleven. <laughs> I'm not old. Thirty seven. <laughs> goes but, up to 37, 37. But yeah, that's my piece on that. Uh, nice. Pretty cool. cool. Awesome Rock show. On. I'm going right. to assume that they weren't as heavy duty on the Scooby Snacks. in the. Oh, they were. Uh, no, oh, yeah. yeah. They, it's, yeah. it's even in the uh, the theme song. Oh, yeah, like, Scooby, Scooby has the Scooby Snack. Snack. And also huh? Daphne like tried to goad him into doing things with like, oh, would you do it for two Scooby Snacks? Yep. And he's like, no. no? 
And he's like, what did you do it for three? He's like, uh uh-uh. And he's like, what did you do it for five Scooby Snacks? He's like, okay. Would you do it for one adult Scooby Snack? <laughs> With right. the marijuana? Like, right. like, you know, Fine, bitch. I know. It's it's kind of funny because that is such like a thinly veiled, uh, you know, reference now. Yeah. But right. at the time, it's like, I don't know. It's just a dog trick. Right. Exactly. Right. And uh, it's, it's interesting. Uh. Too because uh, I don't know if you guys have seen, but there is a movie coming out that is a uh, version of the Scooby characters when they're kids, and it's called Scoob. It's a CG movie. It's coming. It looks it has, so friggin' cute. I think it looks awesome. Yeah, yeah I'm but, pumped. Uh, it, it's definitely not related to a pup named Scooby Doo, but you know, it's definitely similar. Yeah, yeah. similar yeah, inspiration. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think know, it looks great. I definitely uh, I, the tongue in cheekness of that show, though. Yeah, it's very. It, it, yeah. it can't be understated. It, it is so funny. Yeah, yeah absolutely. All right. All right. So we're moving good to go? on. Yeah. Parasite All Steve, right. give us your show. My show was Space Ghost. What was that again? I didn't hear it the first time. <clears throat> it was Spascast. Spascast. Um, <laughs> it was Space Goa. Gahost. <laughs> Space Goast. Space G Host. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So this is a show I'm super excited to talk about because I am a huge fan in general of like pulpy adventure stuff. Uh, this goes back to, um, I love, you know, uh, I'm into uh, books and writing and all this stuff. And I, I, I really like the, the two books that I've written myself are, you know, I, I really wanted to make sure that, you know, I wrote two vampire books, but I wanted them to feel like pulpy adventure stories because adventure stories where you're, out and you know you're exploring a place the place is part of it the place is a character and you're trying to get somewhere or you're trying to get some treasure or you're trying to get from point a to point b or like that to me is like my favorite thing um so i you know i i like Mm -hmm. old ed grace burroughs stuff and robert e howard and you know i i just really am a big fan you know h writer h writer haggard who who did king solomon's minds back in the fucking 1890s um like were you were you alive then I, I, I was. Okay. I was. I, I wasn't sure. I was a young man, um, but. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Uh, so Space Ghost uh, was kind of the flagship uh, character and show for this new wave of pulpy adventure show. shows that show. were definitely Let tilted it. sci-fi. Um, but they really felt like they could have all come from the mind of Edgar Rice Burroughs, who mm. did Tarzan and John Carter and Princess Amaras and stuff. Um it uh adventure themed adventure themed but sci-fi themed so these are these are like especially space ghosts but there are other ones too but this one is a i mean he is a straight up sci-fi superhero and he you know sunset superman yeah so so i'll I'll go go to the top of my notes here so the original uh show debuted in 1967 as part of space ghost and dino boy in the lost valley so this was a thing that they did (laughs) um Hanna-Barbera started doing these combo adventure action adventure shows um, where they would have like two different properties. They would cram together into one half hour and there would be three segments. So you'd get three seven minute cartoons, but one show, which was the lead show, would get the first and third slot. And then the other show would always only get the middle slot. They did that with Godzilla. They had the Godzilla power hour. Yes, they did that a lot. Oh, okay. That really became a thing. They also did that, like I remember, they had uh, Moby Dick and the Mighty Mitor. And Mitor was a... (laughs) Mighty Mitor. Mighty Mitor was a... 
I, to this day, love his design. He's like a caveman superhero. He's got like these downturned yellow horns uh, on a cowl and he sort of has like a Batman like faceplate mask, but the rest of it is kind of just like a, a loincloth oh, that hangs yeah. down like hair. He's him, really yeah. cool looking and he just, he's just a, a, basically a riff on Shazam. They had a lot of characters like that where it was a kid who could turn into an adult superhero. So mighty, the mighty... I guess he's just Mighty Mitor. It's not the... There was also Frankenstein Jr. and The Impossibles. The Impossibles was kind of like a Fantastic Four, but there was only three of them. Um, And so there were very superheroes, very sci-fi. And even when it was something like Mighty Mitor, which is like caveman stuff, it was always... It still felt like Edgar Rice Burroughs because it was still like... It was always Lost World, Lost Valley. Like a modern-day person somehow plane crashed and they ended up in this valley of the hidden valley of dinosaurs or something land like that land of the lost yeah just like land of the lost and uh <clears throat> and and dino boy in the lost valley was exactly that you know so um that was uh, actually a show with a little kid and he had crashed or something and there was a caveman guy that he found there and befriended and it was an it adult was man and, cave dweller yes a cave person right uh, it was probably Miles O'Keefe. Oh man, Mighty Mitor is cool ass. Yeah, like, yeah. Mighty Mitor is like one of my favorite designs. It wasn't the best show, but Space Ghost was really like the flagship show, and um, and it um, it had it had I think the most episodes like over all of all these characters. But that counts. There was a reboot, so I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, Space Ghost and Dino Boy. It's, so that original show only ran for 20 episodes, Shark but like I said. Girl. For every episode, there was actually two Space Ghosts. So we had 40 episodes of Space Ghosts in the original run. So that's pretty cool. Um, granted, they're all seven minutes long. And actually, those you can find online. Cool, cool. Very neat. Mm. I want uh, to watch. On, yeah, there's a, there's a number on uh, on YouTube. And um, seven. One of the thing. <laughs> one of the things I just one, two, adore four, about five, six, seven. <laughs> one of the, the things I adore about all of these like action adventure puppy shows that Hanna Barbera did. They had the most fucking gorgeous title cards every single one of the shows i swear to god just look up on google images just look up space ghost title cards and like there's a million it's all these awesome like 50s fonts and and like the the painted background and you have the character on the left and oh my god it is just so freaking great i love that it was a pulp named scooby-doo yes (laughs) a pulp named so um so all that said, I actually became familiar, just like you know, Greg, you were saying about uh, about you know Top Cat being right. in syndication later. Yeah. So what they actually did was instead of just running old episodes, which I'm sure there probably was some of that, there was actually a show called Space Stars, and that ran in the early '80s for a few years, and it was actually an hour long show, and it had a bunch of these classic pulpy shows and some new ones. This must have been your favorite hour. Yeah, I watched it all the friggin' time. And the awesomest part about it was they didn't cheap out at all. So the two returning shows were Space Ghost and my actually my favorite of all are the Herculoids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to talk about Space Ghost today. But um, but yeah, both of those shows had all new episodes. Oh, wow. They did not just play the old ones. Oh, that's that's, that's cool. super huh. cool. Yeah, so um, they actually added 22 new episodes to the Space Ghost roster. So 62. That's nice. the That's total a good amount. That's amount a good of seven-minute episodes. Yeah. Nice. Um, and I think um, I think Herculoids had less. I think it had, had like 
12 or something, 11 or 12. Still maybe, respect, but, though. I mean, but yeah, I mean, just yeah, throwing yeah, old episodes on there. Right, no kidding. Shit. And uh, according to Wikipedia, what I saw today, they were listing the times for each of the shows, and uh, the Herculoids were the longest episodes. They had like 11 minute episodes. Oh, so they had okay, less, so but they, they were, were longer. Yeah. Which was pretty cool. The Herculoids, just for those of you who don't remember, it was one that was like a barbarian family on this alien planet and they had all these creature friends so there was like this flying dragon there was like uh flying dragon zok and then they had this rock gorilla guy and he was igu and then they had gloop and gleep the two slime molds and and they just i don't know they were just a family and they went on adventures and it was just so it, it had nothing to do with a promotional beverage from the disney universe hercules nope that would be Hercules. 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 <laughs> um, but so, yeah, some of the other newer shows that they added to Space Stars, uh, there was Teen Force, which was like some another Teen another Girl superhero, Squad. not Teen Girl Squad. Oh, um, they didn't have the ugly one. So um, and so, what's her face? <laughs> the ugly one. Who she wants it? <laughs> uh, and they actually had a show. I I just so barely remember this. Astro and the Space Mutts. Which was actually Astro Wait, from the Jetsons. Okay. Space and a bunch. No, it's not space smut. Space <laughs> mutt. Mutts. Astro in the ah. space mutt. Astro was another dog that had a lot of R's in his speech. Yeah, it just they did the same yes, thing. It was yeah. just a Scooby Doo clone. Oh, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Um, but yeah, so he had his own show, and they were I don't know they were just off on goofy adventures in outer space. Him and a bunch of other dogs that could talk. Astro, um, pop name pretty Astro. weird. Rastro, as he'd say. Yeah, mm. Rastro. Um. Anyway, so there we Rastro have, uh, yeah, the the show. Okay, so let's talk about the show itself. All right, okay. so basically we had we had Space Ghost, who you know he's the superhero, he's the cool one. Um, the show was serious, it was cheesy, it was unabashedly cheesy in the way that all pulp is. The situations are ridiculous. It just doesn't matter. The MacGuffins are ridiculous. It just doesn't matter. The science is so pseudo that you can barely even put like a C in the word science. It's almost like S-I-E-N. Like it's it's so unbelievably silly. But like P-S-I. it just doesn't matter. It's just part of the fun. It's just part of what makes Pulp Pulpy and it's that's fine. Sigh. Yes. <laughs> and that's okay. So and you know, basically it was him and he had he had three sidekicks. Three plucky sidekicks. Sidekicks. He had uh, Jan and Jace, who were, I think, brother and sister. I, 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 I don't know. I'm pretty sure. Sidekicks. Front heel, mule, and uh, <laughs> uh, white kid number Donkey. one. White kid number two. And then they had uh, Blip the monkey. Excuse uh, me. Sidekick number three. Don't ever Blip whoa, whoa, the monkey. Well, hold up. Not to be confused with Gleep the monkey. Oh. Who was actually a sidekick of a different pair of teen siblings. Oh. In a show, the Super Friends, the Wonder Twins, actually had their own monkey and i remember right. them I doing remember a crossover at some point because i flat out remember them and i remember as a kid being like why would they do this why would there be two shows with two teens one boy one girl and the monkey and they have a monkey too like Named what blip and yeah. gleep yeah so it's blip and gleep yeah but anyway blip and um, gleep power hour and they would just get on, you know, whatever space adventures uh, on whatever planet and it was just fun you know they they had some recurring villains uh basically the way I, I would envision, like, if, if you've never seen the show, the thing is, it, it's kind of like He-Man okay. in the sense that the drawings themselves are pretty fucking detailed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And He-Man especially was in Space show. Ghost, like, it's like... Not a tail amongst them, except maybe the monkey. No. <laughs> it's like Johnny Quest was like this, too. Like, a lot of black shading. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. 
Okay. Okay. Picturing it. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then um, a lot of just like details, like extra line art that you wouldn't really put. Like cartoons today are so ultra clean. They're just perfect. Very sterile. Perfectly yeah. sterile. Like just uh, there's no depth to anything, no character, no, no, grit. no grit. So I was going grit too. That's the perfect word. Um, yeah. But Space Ghost and all these shows had just so much of that, so much depth. Mm-hmm. And all the drawings were were quite great. Like, honestly, like pretty goddamn great. And I think that's why I like the Herculoids because I've always just loved, I always love beasts. I love monsters. That's my main thing. That's no like king my first shaming. love. So like all those monsters and those dinosaur guys, like they looked so fucking good. Yeah. And I don't know. The trade-off is the animation is really stiff. Mm, Just like He-Man. Makes sense. So, you know, not only are the frames reused a lot, so you'll get a lot of, you know, they turn their head and only the mouth moves to talk and then they turn back and then the mouth moves and that's it. Not only do you get that, but the movements themselves tend to be very stiff. Herka-jerka. So, (laughs) yeah. Um, but Hanna-Barbera was kind of famous for that, you know, even Scooby-Doo, you know, they reused a ton of stuff. Oh, yeah, big time. With Scooby-Doo. Like, how many times did you see the gang walking? Yes, no, there's one loop. Yeah, and they yeah. just changed the yep. background, yeah. if yep. that, and, yeah. you know, yep. you'd they see it, They just had like, one animation scrolling. loop, but, I mean, honestly, that's probably... You don't make 249 shows right. without cutting Ex- a little bit of corners. That's what I was going to say. Right. That's how yeah. they do it. But. Sure. Yeah, so anyway, uh, that's, I guess, about all I can say about Space Ghost. So the original run of the original show, it was serious. It was adventure. It's a, a very fun, pulpy show. If you like pulp, seek some of these shows out. Get seek, orange juice with pulp in it. Seriously. <laughs> like, seek out Space Ghost and the Herculoids and Mighty Mitor. And, you know, there's a ton of them out there. They look really, really adult. They are for kids. They are silly. But there were other shows that were in that, like the... Uh, what, 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 um, like the, the, the Moby Dick was very kiddie, oh. and then the uh, oh, what was it? What is it called? Like Astro and the Space Mutts. Uh, uh, Teen Force actually looked pretty decent. I, I'm looking for oh, the Impossibles. The Impossibles is like the Fantastic Three kind of, <laughs> and they all had right. like you know. I remember one guy had like he was he could turn his body into a spring, and they were very <laughs> very very cartoon. Was it Tigger? No. Uh, but anyway. Um, uh, voice cast real quick I just want to mention too uh, the legendary American broadcaster and, vo- and ridiculously prolific voice actor Gary Owens was the one who voiced Space Ghost and um, Space I could not believe Ghost. this um, and I couldn't find if this was just in the 80s run or if this was the 60s too but Tim Matheson That's was me. the voice of Jace who I thought that was crazy who's Tim Matheson uh, Tim Matheson is an actor who's just been in a million things over the years um, the only thing for some reason, not that it's a popular thing is springing to mind. He was in, um, to be or not to be the Mel Brooks movie. Um, I don't know. He's, he, I, I, I think he was in the second Brady Bunch movie. He's been in, if you look up Tim Matheson, you will definitely know him. I'll look him. Uh, he's, he's definitely been in lots of stuff, but anyway, I thought that was pretty crazy. Nice. But before we move on, obviously we should also mention the fact that space ghost was resurrected later in a very different form. Right. <laughs> As yes. Space Ghost Coast to Coast, which happened in the late 90s, early 2000s. And that was a completely different format. They turned it into a talk show. They turned it into pure comedy. And uh, it, it was, was fucking brilliant. It was really funny. <laughs> and uh, they sort of did the same thing they do with that Weird Al does, where he takes a real interview and then he splices it in such a way that it makes it seem like it's going different, I think. Yeah. 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 Um, 
Of course, Al's not ever really at those interviews, but, you know, right. in this, they, they were on the show. But Space Ghost was really there. Yes, he was. And he had a different name, a different different voice, and, uh, like, the voice actor on that show is just so good. But they did, he had sidekicks. He had, like, his, his band leader was Zorak, the praying mantis alien, and he's, like, from one of the old episodes. Mm. And then later, uh, later seasons, they added Moltar, the, the magma man, or whatever. He's, like, yeah. a lava man. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, Brack. Those were all three of those characters were from episodes there's of the old a show. Hole in my heart. In the shape of Mr. Bach Yeah, the, the Prime Mantis guy hey! was like stuck behind like a keyboard <laughs> or something. He was like that the, the musician of the show. Right, like the band. Yeah, band. Yeah, yeah that, that, that circular keyboard. Yeah. It was like the, uh, the one the Blue Elephant guy had in uh, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. It's the keyboard equivalent of Max uh, Rebo band. Yeah, it's um, like Neil yeah, Blitz, so, um, The Jizz Whalers. Very. Very yes. funny. <laughs> very, very game. funny show. And then, of course, they spun off and they did Harvey Birdman. And Birdman was another of these superhero type shows that right, was from right, the right. 60s. But. Was it a, uh, Birdman, uh, was it like a lawyer or something? Attorney at law. Attorney yeah. at law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And as uh, I think it was Coop pointed it out to us, um, they actually, on, on that show, because uh, that spun off to its own comedy show. So, yeah, Harvey Birdman. Yeah, Harvey Birdman. Birdman was just his last name, apparently. Right. Attorney at law. Uh, Mighty Mitor was actually the judge. Oh, um, yeah, that's, that's right. That's I remember neat. that. Yeah, yeah. So that was pretty cool. That's awesome, yeah. But anyway, that's Space Ghost. Hey, fun stuff. Ooh. Awesome. Awesome shows, awesome theme songs. And now, are you guys ready for the next block number block dose? of amazing oh my God. theme songs? Block squared. So block us. Because... They're awesome, and you will love them. So let's check them out. Dirty trick, 
and they're off to a standing start. And why not? They've been chained to a post by Shifty Dick Dastardly, who shifts into the wrong gear. And away they go on the way out wacky races. Heck it, it's Yogi's Treasure Hunt. Fun, 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 fantastic. 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 Now you're gonna get a real look. You're gonna get a clue. Wanna know where the treasure is? The answer's up to you. Looking for adventure, looking for some fun. The gang is ready, so get on board. We're gonna take a trip. Looking for treasure in the strangest places. Riddles and mysteries, fantastic. Gonna get a riddle, gonna get a clue. Put it all together, it's up to you. Fantastic treasure hunt. It's fun, 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 fantastic. I had been selected for a most important journey. I was to help fulfill the destiny of the two great ones, Bill and Ted. Wild Stallions rule! Whenever time stands still and trouble moves too fast, to save the future, we must learn about the past. Whoa! I hope you guys enjoyed those theme songs because I sure as hell did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're all pretty mm-hmm. freaking catchy as all hell. And I love that. Um, so we're going to, we're kind of like, you know, dragging on here. So we're going to like speed things up a bit. So we're just going to go right into the first song or show and we will start with 8 bit alchemy. That is correct. So if it's not obvious, if you don't know that theme song, uh, they don't actually say it anywhere. There's That's no true. words. Um, but that they is just from, say, yeah! They go, ah! And those random Godzilla noises and just like butt rock. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of butt rock in case you can't tell. Uh, you're, just a, you're just a big fan of butt stuff. I just love rock to that butt. <laughs> I do love butt stuff too. Um, happy butt time and all that. Mm-hmm. So this show is called SWAT Cats, the Radical Squadron. We've talked about this on the show many times. We sure as hell have. Not only have we three talked of us about are big it before, yes. but I also had this uh, show in my Themes from a Memory pick when mm-hmm. we had done that episode a little while ago. Um, but for that episode, I did the Season 2 theme song, which is, also in my awesome. opinion, much better. But the Season 1 theme song is friggin' great, too. Absolutely. Uh, it's just mostly like the weird slow start. But anyway... That's from season one, Swat Cats. Uh, this was a show that was targeted for teens and young adults that kind of centered around these two main character anthropomorphic cat guys. They were named Jake Razor Clausen and Chance T-Bone Furlong, um, voiced by Barry Gordon. Not for long. Not for long. <laughs> uh, so they were voiced by... Oh, no, it is. Oh, furlong. Oh, it is. Oh. Look, I'm trying to make this faster. They were voiced by Barry Gordon 
aka Donatello, and Charlie Adler, aka Buster Bunny, and Ed slash Bev Bighead. Which is amazing. Mm. Which is great. Yes. Two solid actors. Um, so these two oh, characters. Oh, it's wonderful. Oh, Rocco. Rocco, dear. <laughs> so uh, these two characters, they serve and protect Mega Cat City. Uh, if you want to talk about dumbass fucking names, Mega Cat <laughs> Still City. better than Gobletron. Yeah, I mean, it is. <laughs> I mean, but it's not talk about a lot better. Fucking... I, I mean, I always do. So they, uh, they protect Mega Cat City. Uh, they kind of operate adjacent to the law. The city is officially protected by the militarized police force called the Enforcers, who are two main characters were once a part of, but they were dishonorably discharged and uh, sentenced to work at the city salvage yard. Mm. Uh, and so basically they're working around in this hunk of junk yard mm-hmm. and they somehow cobble together like this fucking insane <laughs> state of the art turbo <laughs> fuck jet that has every turbo weapon fuck jet like <laughs> that's it's, amazing it's just ridiculous <laughs> like they're in a junkyard and they build the most future tech possible hey, yeah I'm, I'm in a band Fucking fuck jet or whatever. Turbo, <laughs> fuck, turbo, jet. turbo oh, fuck jet. Oh, okay. My band's called Turbo Fuck Jet. This song's and, called Mega Cat. And City. I don't know what the F designation on this particular jet is, but you know it's a goddamn Tomcat. Oh yeah, no, it is. It is a hundred percent a Tomcat. Um, so this the the plane was actually called the Turbo Cat. Um, and it was state of the art. It had all these weapons, blah, blah, blah. They used it. That was their primary deal. Like, they didn't have superpowers. They were cat guys. They, were they could decent. just get places They fast. were decent at fighting, and they had a jet with a bunch of shit on it. Uh, and they used to fight Dark Cat and the Past Master and the Viper and all kinds of yeah, other Yeah, a lot of, like, recurring guys. villains. Yeah, there was yeah, good, there yeah. Were good it villains. It definitely had a, a rogues gallery that they yeah, kept going back to. Definitely. Um, so the, the show ran from 93 to 94. It had two seasons and uh, had a total of 25 five episodes that aired um that there were actually a handful of episodes that were unfinished um and there was also like a weird special that came out in 1995 which was just basically like a recap episode that like pulled random clips from old episodes it, but it was like a full year <laughs> okay. almost later than season two ended it's super weird um, but yeah so i think this show definitely is trying like from an artistic perspective was trying to be closer to like an anime mm-hmm. um especially in I the intro so. but yeah i'd say like the the <clears throat> art style and everything didn't feel like hannah barbera not I, at all i felt like um you know like what we've mentioned earlier in the episode there was a lot of shows that had that similar color palette that similar feel with the animals and stuff and swat mm-hmm. just was like totally doing its own thing which is great and part of why it stood out um the show was created by the Tremblay brothers, Christian and Yvonne, and uh, the show was developed by Glenn Leopold and Davis Doy. Uh, so Glenn Leopold, Davis Doy, yeah, Doy. Uh, Glenn Leopold worked on shows such as The Smurfs, The Real Adventure of Johnny Quest, uh, and he was a writer and story editor for those. And Davis Doy lent his uh, diverse talents to many titles uh, as designer and supervisor for the, also The Smurfs, The Snorks, Paw Paws, and a few episodes of The Jetsons. And also, I thought this was especially cool. He contributed as an artist slash animator to titles such as Garfield and Friends and not that this was done by Hanna-Barbera the 1978 Lord of the Rings film oh, wow. he, he helped do some of the animation on that nice. um, so uh, Leopold and Doi uh, also penned the entire story for Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island and nice. Glenn Leopold wrote the screenplay so that's pretty cool pretty solid uh, pedigree there uh, also, there was a Super Nintendo game released in 1995, though it was a hot trash game. Oh, yes, yeah. it was. Like, I it's mean, still literally... S- belonged, that dumpster fire is still burning. Literally belonged in a warm junkyard. 
Um, but the the show actually got a lot of support later on after its initial run um, into the late 90s and early 2000s uh, up until 2013 when it had reruns on Cartoon Network and Boomerang. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know this at all, but um, there was so much support for it that the uh, original show creators, the uh, the Tremblay brothers, Christian and Yvonne Tremblay, um, started a Kickstarter in 2015 for a which new series. I, which I participated oh, in. Oh, holy crap. I do nuts. remember that. Yeah, so, the, so it was called SWAT Cats Revolution. Um, they raised $141,000 over the requested $50,000. Uh, and that was kind of like a big deal and then the last update on the kickstarter campaign was in november of 2018 and there's still no word of a release date for the project or it's been been radio silence and that fucking sucks because like that's a big name like you know has some and they doubled what they were asking for triple almost i mean it's like so you know that sucks when it's when it's a rando person and yeah. this happens it's one thing but when it's like the people from Hanna Barbera like right. in in like you know the original creators and then they kind of just like fall off the face of the earth that definitely sucks. That sucks. Um, yeah, but yeah, the show is definitely cool. It is really difficult to track down any episodes of this online to watch. I feel like it's but, something but I just sort of got to yeah yeah no I just, you just got buy got them. me a DVD for my birthday one year nice and we tried we we watched a couple episodes but like they're not in order it's really weird oh that's weird i hate that yeah, yeah it's, it's frustrating but it's still it's like yeah it's cool it's you can there. watch it definitely a neat yeah. show more mature but still you know in good fun and everything it's like, the, it's like and, disney's and, version or hand by bear's version of, of gargoyles. Uh, gargoyles absolutely yeah, yeah I, i'd very say serious yeah well not, not very not, serious not quite as dark as gargoyles but definitely shooting for that yeah like, yeah, teen yeah. Audience yeah right sort right. of thing it's not, it's not edgier, or yeah edgier and uh i would have loved to see mashup yeah. of of elements you yeah. know the cats the jets the they're kind of like superheroes but really all they do like you said all they do is have this jet in their you know mechanics and i don't know it's just different right right. right yeah they're not super powered at all but yeah right. so uh that's it that's Watcast, nice. the radical cool. squadron right awesome show check it out nice. up next nice. up next boss watch so mode. we are saving the best for last which means i'm next <laughs> so, <laughs> and my show is wacky races talking about speeding along here uh, this was a show that had 17 episodes that started from September of 1968 to January of 1969. Another theme composed by Hoyt Curtin. So he's a, uh, or she, I don't know. Hoyt! I'm assuming it's a he, I don't know. I could be wrong, but, you know, composed that theme song as well. Of course, it was mostly this describing, like, the racers in the show. There's, like, a whole bunch of, like, wacky racers, as it were. And they kind of went through the, the whole roster really fast. So I'll kind of go over it again, um... Now, they made all the, the teams, like, kind of win similar amounts of races, like, come in first place, second place, third place. Like, uh, the first place, all of them, except for Dick Dastardly and Muttley, which had zero, never even a top three finish. Everyone had either three or four wins. But we had Dick Dastardly and Muttley in the, the Mean Machine with zero top three finishes. Sergeant Blast and Private Meekly in the Army Surplus Special. Uh, Peter Perfect <laughs> in the Turbo Terrific. You'd oh. think he'd have more wins with a name like Peter Perfect, but he came in, like, third to last. Uh, Luke and Blubber Bear in the Arkansas Chugalug, or Chugga, Chugabug, rather. It's a lot of G's and stuff. Chugabug. Professor Pat Pending. Fuck that, <laughs> fuck that like name, that. by the way. I like Professor Pat uh, Pending. Uh, fuck that name, seriously. Fuck it. Find its opening and put a dick in it. Dick, dick applied. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Professor Pat Pending in the Convert-A-Car. Uh, the Red Max in the Crimson Hay Baler. Penelope Pissed... <laughs> Got a, got a photo op going on here. I'm being slightly distracted. <laughs> Penelope Pit Stop in the compact It's pronounced cats. Penelope. Whatever. <laughs> it's not. It's not at all. 
the Ant Hill Mob in the Bulletproof Bomb, the Gruesome Twosome in the Creepy Coop, Rufus, Rough Cut, and Sawtooth in the Buzz Wagon, and the one with the most top three finishes is the Slag Brothers in the Boulder Mobile, because of course that would be the fastest. I right, guess. right, the Boulder right. Mobile, the one that should be slow. Right, I exactly. like Professor Pat Pending. That's <laughs> I, great. I hate that name so much. <laughs> <laughs> so much. But um, anyway, that was just you know one of those wacky kind of shows that you know just a whole bunch. I mean, I I, I could have sworn I remembered Speed Buggy being in this for some reason, but apparently he's not. Huh. But huh. he, he's totally he should have been. He should have been. But yeah, just a weird, crazy ensemble cast, and they're just doing their, their thing. You know, just, just racing. Just I mean, that's racing. that's a very unique... I mean, obviously, Speed Racer was a thing, but yeah, like to have a show based around just racing. And and so many unique characters that they yeah. paid some attention to. Right. But like every episode revolved right. around a not, race. And it's not even like every car had one character. Right. They had like two, usually. Right. It's a, yeah. it's a duo. Yeah, it's a duo. And they had their it's own duo. unique car. It's you, like you know. Mario Kart Double Dash. Yeah, right. seriously. Um, let's see here. Do, 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 do. Let me see my notes here. And um, wacky. Yes, very wacky. And um, after that show, you know, ran its course. Uh, they had some spin-offs: The Perils of Penelope Pitstop, who had 17 episodes of her own from 1969 to 1970, and Dastardly and Muttley in their Flying Machines. Another 17 episodes for them in 1969 and 1970 as well. In 2006, they had a pilot made for, uh, well, it was called Wacky Races Forever, uh, and it was pitched to the Cartoon Network, but was never picked up. Womp, womp. In 2016, DC Comics had a six-issue run with a like very gritty, post-apocalyptic Mad Max style, what? apparently. So I've huh. never seen any of these. It sounds kind of interesting. That does sound huh. cool. But apparently it's dark F, so I'd kind of like to check those out. Huh. And that was yeah, 2016, like I said before. And DC, 20- you said? DC, DC yes, DC Comics. Comics. Huh. Dark crap, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or dark shit with a C. I don't know. And in 2017, there was a reboot on the Boomerang Network. It uh, currently has two seasons, 78 episodes. Now, I'm not 100% sure if they have a season three coming out or not. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. But they already have 78 episodes. So they, they, they freaking pump some of that shit out. And I didn't even know that existed until uh, doing some research for this episode, which wow. is kind of crazy. Jesus. Nutty. Eh? Yeah. Wacky Raceland. That's the name of the DC Comics one. Okay. Uh, yeah, it looks super fucking gritty. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Muttley is straight up just like what? this weird biomechanical encaged <laughs> hound. It's pretty it's, I mean, it's, none it's of the other characters look like the characters. I don't know. Uh, it's 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 crazy. It's wacky. And they also had some video games. They did a lot. Uh, yeah. Uh, they had you know wacky races for the nintendo entertainment system in 1992 which uh oddly enough wasn't a racing game it was a platformer <laughs> i know it's so oh, funny so like, you yeah. just took the role as muttley trying to save dick dastardly and you threw a whole bunch of bombs everywhere and all the, the racers from the show were like bosses in the game and the game looks like it's okay i don't know if anyone's out there's played felix the i Cat. do remember playing this game like very vaguely right i remember like i think i rented it i do yeah. remember it being a muttley game and yeah. yeah, just vague. Yeah. yeah, it seems like. I mean, it's not. It's not dethroning Super Mario Brothers three or anything like that. But it looks like <laughs> it's fun. I, mean, I I'd try it out. Uh, and then and that was 1992. Uh, there was another game called Wacky Races because why not? Uh, the PlayStation One, Windows, and the Game Boy Color. Um, let's see. Uh, the United States did not get the PlayStation One version. Apparently, I think um, the Japan Japan and Europe got theirs in 2001. Uh, North American region in 2001 and the Game Boy Advanced in 2000. And then uh, Wacky Races starring da- Dick Dastardly and Muttley for the Dak Dreamcast. Dastardly. Uh, so for the Dreamcast and the PS2000, but the PS2 version only came out in Europe. 
Uh, Wacky Races, Mad Motors for the PS2, uh, Australia and Europe only in 2007. And Wacky Races, Crash and Dash in 2008 for the Wii in North America and Europe. And in Australia, it was on the Nintendo DS. I got to be honest. I didn't even know Wacky Races was a show uh, for the longest time. I just thought it was a series of games that had Hanna-Barbera characters in it. Yeah. I, I didn't I didn't know it all. So I, like, I saw so many games over the years at GameStop or wherever that were Wacky Races themed that I just thought that was what it was. It's yeah. a game right, because right. there's so many entries. Right. But yeah, I thought it was kind of crazy that it was actually a show based on racing, which is Yeah, it's rare. like, you know, it's one of those games where it's like, you know, they that huge like ensemble cast of like, you know, race, yeah. like a Mario Kart or a Crash Team, you know. Crash Team Racing or right. whatever, yeah. Definitely. And, Diddy and Kong they, Racing. They look kind of neat. I mean, I'd, I'd yeah. try them out if I saw one out in the yeah. wild. I'd grab one on the Dreamcast, you know, yeah, add another exactly. game to my collection. Yeah, exactly. Hell yeah. I mean, they, I mean, I mean, it's like one of the I believe it's um, I'm not a hundred percent sure. But I believe it's uh, Wacky Races, uh, starring Dastardly and Muttley on the European version of the PS2. The, like the the person plays uh, Peter Perfect, whatever his name is, and they, he's in the red red hot rod, and he's got like the the big dragon. Of course, he's blonde. He has to be blonde. I I, I assume so. Blonde white. I mean, he just has to be. Probably, yeah. And uh, I don't know. The car looks very phallic, <laughs> and 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 the, th- and the thing is almost like. Pliable, where it's almost like an elephant trunk sniffing around, so it looks like a red penis just sniffing around its way around the track. It just looks hilarious. Oh, oh my! I was watching. I was, I was like, just do you have a picture up? No, actually, I have a picture of Hoyt Curtain because I was curious. <laughs> oh, okay, it's a, it's a man. It's yeah. a man. Okay. Now we know. I, I figured as much, but now it was just an assumption. You can never tell. So what right. am I looking at? I'm not Googling Red Rocket. I'll do this no, later. No, Red Rocket. <laughs> I was like, um, yeah, I was like the the the, the Peter Perfecter. Whatever his the perfect oh, one was. Oh. with the, the turbo 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 tax machine or whatever the fuck turbo tactic <laughs> turbo tactic <laughs> uh. not the ashes void no not at all this is king candy the king candy is different yes well, it's, it's just another one of those shows I just kind of remember it being on and I just kind of you know I didn't watch a ton I mean I watched it but I don't remember a ton of it because they were all kind of samey it's like yeah. I mean yeah there was different winners and each like everyone except for Dastardly and Muttley had like you know victories because they got nothing because they're the but bad funny, guys. They, they were, were always cheating. They were always trying to you know you know get ahead, and the, the cheat the cheating would always backfire, and they'd end up in the last place all the time. It's funny that so, they were the bad guys, but like their name was posted first. They were the stars. Yeah, they were the star of the show. Exactly. Right. Yeah, it's kind of neat. Yeah, I mean the Boulder Brothers or whatever that was. They may have gotten the most top three finishes, but I don't see any video games named after them. Yeah, no one gives a shit about the Slagmobile. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Slag off. Slag off, mate. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's a wacky races for you. Nice. Across do, the finish line. Do. Most excellent. Nice. Yeah, this was a show that uh, I, I admit uh, a couple of things. I admit first to being confused that I thought that that's the first it step was an <laughs> ensemble show based on characters that already existed at first. Right. I really felt like I was supposed to know these people. Yeah. But nope. they're like, here's a cast nope. of 30. Right, exactly. It does. It just feels like here's a TV that looks like an apple. It's <laughs> weird. And also, um, Dick Dastardly and Muttley like lived on for so much longer that wow, I didn't even realize they were from Wacky Races. I did know they were in it. Yeah, but I didn't realize that that was necessarily where they originated. Oh, they were right. born there. So that's they're, interesting. They're Dibbet. Dast Dickardly. Yes. They're, they're debut. Mm-hmm. 
So if you're good with that, I am. I can so good. I can take what was what was Dick Dastardly's uh, car? What was it? Oh, that I just, the Dick Blast. It's, it's okay. The, <laughs> it was the Dick Mobile. It's probably the, the Dick the Mobile. Dick Mobile. <laughs> <laughs> it was the. The Mean Machine. So the Mean Machine, we're going to hop in the Mean Machine, and we're going to drive from that year, 1970, blah, something. It was like 68. 68. And we're going to drive to the year of 1985 for my show, which was an ensemble show based on existing characters. And it is called Yogi's Treasure Hunt. You guys heard that fantastic theme. Uh, And I always wondered why they, they... used that catchphrase so many times in the intro and apparently the original name of the show was the fantastic treasure hunt and then they must have thought that it wasn't on the nose enough and (laughs) felt like no no we got to put yogi's name in it so it was renamed yogi's treasure hunt instead of just they just kept the theme song because when the theme song is that goddamn amazing you have to keep it and it was by the way performed by hoyt curtain john it was performed not hoyt curtain it was performed (laughs) and written by john bauman who was uh a singer in the shananas and they actually had their own variety show way back yeah go to get a riddle go to get a clue put it all together it's up to you so anyway, series uh, premiered 1985, ran for 27 uh-huh. episodes over three seasons. Uh-huh. So it was like 10 and then 8 and then 9, which mm-hmm. is kind of weird. Uh, featured a who's who of Hanna-Barbera's classic Yogi Bear universe characters, as I called them. From, and those all came from uh, the late 50s. Uh, I think that's true for Top Cat, too. Is he from the 50s? Is that what you said? 60s. He was 60s. from the 60s. Yeah. So a lot of them actually started in the late 50s. Yep. So I guess Top Cat yeah, was Top actually Cat was a little later. One. He started in 61, so mm. he was a little later. Yeah, but still pretty close. Yeah. So um, I think a lot of them started in like 58, 59. So in a five-year period, they when probably TV came. Sing it, Bruce. Sing it. So we have uh, regulars on Yogi's Treasure Hunt included Yogi and Boo Boo from the Yogi Bear Boobie Show. Boo and Yo-Yo. Uh, as well as Ranger Smith and occasionally uh, Yogi's love interest Cindy Bear would show up. Uh, also, we have Huckleberry Hound. Quick Draw McGraw, Snagglepuss, Exit Stage Left, Heavens to Murgatroyd, um, Oggy Doggy and Oggy Doggy and Doggy Daddy, Doggy Daddy being just Jamie Dur- James Durante. That's cha cha cha. That's my boy. And like he Doggy just, Daddy. Ah, my nose is huge. Yeah. <laughs> and but. then there was a uh, Snooper and Blabber, who were the only characters that I didn't remember from other things apparently they were like a segment just like i was describing the space ghost they were like the middle show of some half hour they were the combo. oreo cream mm. yeah they were the oreo cream they were they were uh, a cat and a mouse and they were de- they were detectives snooper and blabber yeah and i just i just remember that um was the mouse and he talked with like this oh my god this, he was this. a blabber mouse he this. was and he would always say hey snoop Hey, Snoop. Hey, Snoop. That's all I remember. That sounds uh, cute. And then like there that. was uh, Top Cat. Um, Cop the Indisputable, leader of the gang. Yes, that guy. And, uh, of course, the uh, these these were the hero characters, and they would face off weekly against, of course, Dick Dastardly and Muttley from Wacky Races. Yes. Pretty cool. Um, so the basic idea, scope, uh, uh, the, the, the gist of the show was that all these characters were on a, a flying airship which I think technically makes it 
Hanna Barbera's only steampunk show? Question mark. A flying airship, you said. As opposed to a grounded one. Sinking airship. Oh yeah, so I. Or a driving airship. So it was a flying ship, or just an airship. I get you. Uh, so anyway, uh, the ship was called the Jelly Roger because you know Jelly uh, right. Jellystone it's, National Park is oh, where right. it and it's close to Jolly. Oh, yes, I get uh, it. Oh, no, I get and it. basically at the beginning of every episode, uh, oh yeah, so so one of the one of the rooms in this vast Jelly Roger, Jelly Roger was like a briefing room with a big screen, and at the beginning of every episode, they would go into the briefing room, they would get a, like an alarm or something, and they would turn on the TV, and there would be Top Cat. And Topcat was like their leader for whatever reason. It was never explained. And he would send them on whatever the mission of the day was. And it was always to find some ancient treasure that they would have to go to some foreign land. And Topcat was seriously just swindling the whole time. Yeah, like he just had a whole group of people yeah. hunting treasure for him. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So keeping it kind of makes sense. Keeping it real. Yeah. Um, but so, I mean, that's pretty much it. It was it was uh, an excuse to have an ensemble show with all these yeah. characters. It was really fun to see him interact. It was a lighthearted kid show, but you know, it was it was the first Hanna Barbera show that I remember to have this element of adventure, this like high adventure. Right. Right. It's same anxiety. same sort of thing I was talking right. about with Space Ghost. You know, it's the same reason why I love Gummy Bears and DuckTales mm-hmm. and even the Smurfs. Right. You know, these were shows that, you know, that's another great Hanna-Barbera show. Like, these are shows that are not just about situational little uh, things of the day, like Flintstones mm-hmm. and the Jetsons. These are just like sitcoms that yeah. are cartoon sitcoms. They're just, they take place in the, ho- in the home and at work and just around town and that's it. But these, like DuckTales, these are... All shows where they would go on these big freaking adventures. adventures yeah. And I love that so yeah. much. So anyway, totally Yogi's cool. Treasure Hunt was a really fun show. I remember loving the crap out of it. And, you know, it's I don't remember it as fondly as a DuckTales or a Gummy Bears, but right. it was it was a good Ooh. time. Yeah. And, and, well, and like with Wacky Races, they would show the occasional dick. Yes, there was a lot, yeah, there was course, a lot yeah. of... It was actually like so much dick in this show yeah. a lot of like, dick slips yeah. mm. um and i and and i you know i i gotta just do my my mutley real quick the <laughs> are you out of breath now uh no I'm oh good. wow okay cool no, um, I, i'm impressed <laughs> yes <laughs> so mutley basically all he would do was he would he would laugh like that and then he would mumble out of his un, uh, mumble under his breath so like he would, he would go like <laughs> Yeah, it was always unintelligible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, of the characters, I'll just mention Quick Draw McGraw was my favorite. Uh, for some reason, I always liked his his solo adventures. He was basically a he was a white horse, and he was the, the original gag was he's a cowboy, but he's the horse. So right. he's he's you know he dressed so like he ride. He rode himself. Right. He rode. Right. Yeah. Right. And then he had a little uh, Mexican burro, Baba Louie. As a sidekick, Bubba and, Louie, uh, Bubba, Bubba Louie, Louie, Bubba Louie, <laughs> yeah, Bubba Louie, and uh, not Bubba Louie, and he uh, and the little Mexican donkey would just ca- he called him Queekstraw, hello, <laughs> hello Queekstraw, and uh, he would they would kind of stop bad guys, they would kind of like yeah. you know I don't know there'd be bandits and and stuff and there he's not the one with the guitar was he he was well oh, so okay. okay so last I'll last thing I have, last thing I have to say is Quick Draw McGraw had um he had. Two superheroes that he would t- randomly turn into depending on like what era it was. But the one you're talking about was El Cabong, <laughs> yeah. and he just looked like Zorro. And he, but instead of having a sword, he just had an acoustic guitar, which he called his Cabonger. <laughs> and he would just like swing oh. it out of nowhere and like fucking smash, smash the guy in the head with the right. gu- in the, with the guitar. And he'd go Cabong. 
<laughs> yeah. Doctor. It was just so like, well, who came up with this? Yeah, right. Like, yeah. like, right, right, this right. is so right. fucking weird. Oh it's God. super funny. But anyway, so I just like Quick Draw McGraw. He was my fave. But nice. Yogi's cool. Treasure Hunt. Yeah. Nice. Very cool. cool. Nice. Most excellent. So by process of elimination, it's me again. No, no, no. no. <laughs> and you've no, done the math wrong yet. Damn it. <laughs> All right. So the obvious pick is me. So uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures, mm-hmm. pluralized. It's a party, that's for sure. Yes, absolutely. That I, I just fucking Bogus. love that They so don't know Kung Fu. <laughs> Anyways, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures aired from September 1990 to November of 1990. Juan. 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 So, uh, the first season was produced by Hanna Barbera Productions and aired on syndication with Keanu Reeves, Alex Winter, George Carlin, and Bernie Casey reprising their roles from the film. I did not know that. The whole uh, Alex Winter did. and Keanu Reeves was in it. Yeah, I, I knew it was. I knew it was Carlin. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. wicked crazy. Uh, which is probably why I love the first season so much. Yeah, and uh, the second season, the show switched production companies and networks. Not airing on, now airing on Fox Kids Block, mm-hmm. uh, produced by DIC Entertainment. Oh uh, yeah, the cast was Deek Deek Deek. The cast was re- was replaced by the leads. Oh, I'm sorry. The cast was replaced, and the leads were now voiced by Evan Richards and Christopher Kennedy, Ugh. the actors who respectively portrayed sucked. Yeah, sucked, <laughs> portrayed Bill and Ted on the short-lived live-action series. Oh uh, well, at least it, it was okay. So I mean, it, that's it better, than nothing. better than right, nothing, right? Yeah, right. but it's not what you want. Right, and the yeah. show went a totally different direction, where they in- introduced a squint phone booth that could take Bill and Ted into literature, TV shows, and after being shrunk inside the human body. The show was canceled after having trouble keeping an audience. Anyone interested. Anyone yeah, at interested. All. And uh, so the plot was the high school slackers Bill and Ted uh, with the help of Rufus use the, Rufus! the time-traveling telephone booth to visit different Hello, points in our history and future. They get into various adventures and scrapes along the way, but always manage to survive by means of their unusual talents. Hmm. I mean, it's a, it was a party, that's for sure. That's, right. that's for damn sure. And by unusual talents, you mean plot armor. Yes. Plot armor. Plot armor. Plot armor. So, yeah. It's a, it's a really goofy show. The drawing, I remember the, the drawings being like a lot better than what they I remember are. them being good too, but I didn't go back and look. Yeah, I I, I watched the first episode and I'm like, wow, it's, it's not yeah. that. Good. It's, it's not, not that as good, good as I remember. But yeah, yeah it's not as so good as I remember. But you know, it's it is not what bad. It is. Yeah. No, that it happens. Mm-hmm. No, I mean Transformers. No, I loved the show as a kid. And looking back now, it's like, ooh, right, ouch. Yeah. Um. So yeah, every day is an adventure for them. They always time travel. Every episode, yeah, first season. It's just one of those one of those things where the concept was really really strong for what it was, but it's like okay, now make like twenty seven episodes of this. It's like yeah. well, the concept right. isn't that strong, right. right? It's not that strong. I mean, the first season had 13. It's perfect for a movie. Yeah, like that was perfect. The, fir- the first season had thirteen episodes, if I remember correctly. In the second season, only had eight. And they got canceled. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I mean, like, it, it is interesting. I didn't actually know any of that, that, all the changes that they did to the phone booth in season two, so they can go into literature and all these things. And I know that that is, it's easy to say, like, oh, that's so, so terrible. But I think that 
they probably needed to switch it up. And look how much the second movie switched it up. Oh, second yeah, movie absolutely. could have so easily just copped out right. and been like, oh, well, now they have to do a college one. And right, now yeah. they have to do another set of historical figures and get into hijinks. Right. But it wasn't even remotely Only the same yeah, like, which yeah. is why Completely to this day movies. i say that is one of the best sequels ever made yeah. absolutely yeah bogus journey yeah and yeah. one of the best sounds damn right <laughs> don't damn. overlook my bots <laughs> <laughs> it's quite nice <laughs> so yeah I'm, I'm actually looking well, forward to the third movie so yeah. yeah probably gonna be fun <laughs> yeah i, I mean I'm, I'm hoping hoping it's good I you think everybody's well. heart's in the right place. I think they're yeah. at the right age. Yeah. I'm I'm excited to see Keanu do this after being not you know, Bill. Right. Well, yeah, and he's been John Wick now. Like he found right. such a resurgent popularity, mm. resurgence in popularity. Not yeah. Ted Theodore Logan. Yeah, yeah. Ted, yeah. Right, yeah. He goes so he's going to go from like the ultimate badass that is now like every nerd, you know, who's comparing like, oh, this character fighting this character. Now John Wick is just going to be one of those characters forever. Yeah. Right. 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 You know, he's going to be right. up there with Superman and Kratos and whoever. Like and you know. It's just now it's yeah goku just like it's just gonna be john wick now forever right and for uh, for me it was really weird watching him switch roles from like being ted for so long to like uh brink point or whatever that movie was with point break yeah point break yeah yeah and being in such a a serious role it's like oh i don't know if i like this i like keanu as like one of those comedy actors or whatever right because he's so natural at being like you know He's so perfect for Ted. Yeah, I still, yeah. I still think yeah. it's probably his most natural role. Yeah, uh, absolutely. But, and now yeah. he's been in such serious roles for like what thirty years now, and mm-hmm. like yeah, now he's gonna go back to being Ted. I haven't like, seen him in a so crazy. It's gonna forever. be weird again. It's like oh, I'm so used to you being freaking you know yeah. being serious Matrix guy. Right, and, right. and yeah. you know, John Wick, John, yeah. Wick. John yeah. Wick, yeah, exactly, yeah. Which John and Wick we're getting, is awesome now, and yeah, I mean, I yeah, love John Wick. I love John Wick, but yeah, the so next year we're getting Matrix Four and John. John Wick 4. Oh, and it's going to be the same, same weekend. I, I didn't know that the Matrix the John 4. Oh, we, we can watch them. I have yeah, them. I definitely have to. They're so yeah, good. They're really, yeah, really good. They seem fun. It's it, Honestly, like it's such a it's such a well-built world. You, like, yes. you wouldn't think that, but it's almost like fantasy level okay. like details that they All came right. up with. It's it's weird. It's All just, right. I mean, it's like, it's just crime, right? It's like, yeah. not quite. It's weird. Okay. But yeah, I mean, it's not like supernatural stuff or anything like that. It okay, is, it yeah. is real world and crime and stuff. But yeah, it's it's a lot of stuff they came up came up with for okay. it. But anyway, cool. fun fun stuff. I yeah, yeah John Wick. I, awesome. I definitely. We should definitely do a Keanu yeah. episode for yes. when those two movies are going to come out. Yes, yes. that's yeah. petting those yes. Reeves. Oh! Oh! Sometimes, sometimes around Troy's, you get the good stuff right off the cuff. Oh. Just right out of the tap. Like right that. off yes. the spigot. Oh, oh God. Fuck, yeah, dude. Oh, so good. Pet oh, nose yeah. reeves. Holy <laughs> shit. All right. Good stuff. All good right. stuff. Moving on. Next segment. So we've been talking about a bunch of hand by bear cartoons and TV shows or whatever. But I'd we like have. to ask you, the audience, this week's Octopon to this. Which Hanna-Barbera show would you like to see resurrected? Mm. So why don't you guys think about that for a little bit while we go on a short break. Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, 
Get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. Hey there, this is JB. And if you enjoy Tales from the Crypt, then check out my show, Tales from the Podcast, where myself, and usually a very special guest, sit down to discuss the TV show, the films, the animated series, as well as the original comics. So check me out every other week on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and of course, at TalesFromThePodcast.com. Thanks for listening, kitties. You're all a scream. <laughs> hey, what's going on? I'm Steven. And I'm Ron. And we're the hosts of the Super Retro Throwback Reviews Audio Podcast. If you like to hear the latest pop culture news with some smart-ass commentary as well as the latest movie reviews, then check us out. Also, we're a multi-award-nominated podcast, so we're doing something right. God knows how that happened. So check us out on all major podcasts and distributors, and check out Super Retro Throwback Reviews on all social media platforms. Ready to do some bacon? It's about that time where we ask you, the audience, to octo ponder this. Welcome back, Void, everyone. So we've asked you this week's octo ponder this. Actually, you did. Well, yeah. We collectively we support collectively. this thought. in spirit. Yes. yes, we support this decision for this question. Sure. So we condone this. So yeah. So uh, yeah. So yeah. So yeah, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> Octoponder this. Well, I lost octoponder what, that. Did, did you octoponder that? Uh, did you? Uh, huh? yeah. Octoponder right. what? Exactly. All right. So we're going to do our best to answer the question ourselves. So I will go first, and I'll I will say Pirates of Dark Water. Ooh, Ooh. Coop is going to love that. That's yes. one of his favorite Pirates shows. Pirates of yes. Dark Water. And I, also, dark water. And I also want to throw in there real quick that. It spawned two video games, one for the Super Nintendo and one for the Sega Genesis, and they're both completely different games, both really good. Try them. I didn't they're realize good. they were different. Wow. They're different. That's the, cool. The Super Nintendo one is more like, more like a beat-em-up type style. Uh-huh. And the... Uh, I, th- I think the that Genesis one I played. One, yeah, the, the Genesis one is more like a platformer type Holy type crap. Game. I don't think I ever... Pl- well, I, think I, drive, as we, I think I Mega always drive, yeah. assumed it was the same game. Yeah. And just never even tried it. I didn't... I didn't, I didn't yeah, know I that's oh awesome. my that, God. That's, that's what I, I love about, oh, you know... The, uh, a franchise being on two different systems, like sometimes right. like one back is like then different. that would sometimes happen. Yeah, like sometimes, Batman, yeah. Batman the animated series. Obviously, we've talked about yeah. this. Yeah, Batman so animated, right? Yeah. Batman animated. Yes, exactly. Yes. All right, <laughs> ape it out, me. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna go with uh, the Godzilla Power Hour from uh, 1978 to 81. Mm-hmm. So this show was not good. Um, but honestly, I would love to see a revi- like revisit to that format where they take inspiration from the Godzilla movies and they make, you know, an animated serialized show where Godzilla fights all manner of fun monsters and shit from the Pantheon and, and beyond. And, you know, I mean, there's been a number of Godzilla shows over the years, but this one was more inspired by the Toho movies than the one from the early two thousands, which was obviously based on that Godzilla movie at the time right. of Matthew right. Broderick. So I would definitely be all aboard uh, a reboot to the show. Nice, nice. 
All right, Parasite, Steven. Um, I'm just going to keep it simple, stupid, and uh, I'm going to go with The Herculoids because it's my favorite of the pulpy shows. And I think, um, you know, if it had like the same sort of sensibilities as not the new Voltron, but more like the Thundercats reboot where, okay, it's it's still like for kids, you know, it's, it's a kid show, whatever, but, you know, make it a little bit more serious, a little bit less right. cheesy. Yeah. Um, yeah, the 2011 Thundercats. Yeah. Right. Oh, what did not, I say? Not Roar. That's one of the oh, no, did I say yeah. the new Thundercats? I think so. Oh, boy, yeah, not boy. Thundercats Roar. Yeah, <clears throat> 2011, Roar, not Roar. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely not Roar, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, something like that would be really cool. I'd like to see some uh, more character development with the uh, the human characters and uh, some pervasive villains I think would be cool. And I'd, I'm really I'm there for the creatures anyway. So maybe you add a couple couple new Herculoids to that, to that roster of uh, the monsters. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, excellent. It'll be fun. Mm. All right, Boss Rush. All right, well, I'm going to go with the 1976 show Jabberjaw because of Patsy the Angry Nerd. Oh, and he loves his shacks. He does. He's a shark guy. He loves his shacks. And and mittens. He likes mittens. He likes mittens and he likes shacks. And uh, he loves Ice Nine Kills. That's it. Nothing else. (laughs) Nothing else. Everything else. And his wife. <laughs> and peanut butter and jelly flavored wine. Yeah, peanut butter and jelly flavored wine. He loves that. Bizarre. Yeah, Jabberjaw was a funny, funny show. I re- remember really liking that. It was like a take on Josie and the Pussycats or something. Like kind of like the gang, but they were in a band too. Okay. And I don't remember much about this show. And Jabberjaw just sounded like Curly from the Three Stooges. He did. Yeah, that I remember. And I mean, I he even remember. did the <laughs> like he he was just Curly. Yeah. And uh, I remember when they played the band, he was a drummer. Okay. So he's this gigantic, huge, huge shark, but he's sort of like playing really, really like cl- like neat and tight like Ringo. Yep. Like his hands are like a little together. Yeah, okay. And he's just cool. I don't know. Right. Could be wrong. There that's, that's, that's All right. Cute. Awesome. So those were our answers, and now it's your turn to tell us what you think about this week's Octopart of This, which was which Hanna-Barbera show would you like to see resurrected? Mm. And if you want to chat about the show or anything retro, you can always reach us in our popular Facebook group on Instagram at Redoctopus, one word, Twitter at Redoctopus, or you can always email us at Redoctopus at gmail.com. That said, it's almost time to catch that horizon, but before we say goodbye, let's go to this. Stop the speeding bullet. Are you afraid of the masked man? Paying tribute to the NHL's last line of defense is someone who always seems to get in the way. The puck stops here. All right, everyone. Boss Rush Mode here, and I have a new segment this season called The Puck Stops Here, as you just heard from the intro. Uh, I'm going to switch gears a bit and talk about some spots. Because we don't talk sports a lot over here on the Retro Reductible Simple Podcast. So I'm going to, you know, every, every time I have a segment, I'm going to highlight a couple of goalies that I enjoyed watching from the past. Uh, now, the first one is not going to be as far back in the past, but it's one I, I have to mention as a fan of the Boston Bruins, and that is Tim Thomas. Uh, he played uh, some college hockey at the University of Vermont, and was actually teammates with uh, Martin St. Louis, who uh, played for the Tampa Bay Lightning when they won their championship. Uh, let's see, he was drafted by the Quebec Nordiques, 217th overall in 1994. Uh, he would play in some minor league teams, but he would get his uh, he would enter the NHL with the Boston Bruins when he was ready to come up. Uh, his teams did include the Boston Bruins, as I said, uh, in 2002-2003. Uh, went to the minors for a couple of years and then came back from 2005 to 2012. That's where he spent the majority of his career. And then after that, he went to the Florida Panthers for 
about three quarters of a season in 2013, 2014, played 40 games, and then ended his, ended his NHL career with the Dallas Stars in 2013, 2014, and played eight games for them. Uh, he was on the 2010 U.S. Olympic team. He only played one game, though. Uh, so he wasn't uh, playing a lot in that particular game, but he was on the U.S. national team. I believe they won silver that year, which was pretty cool. Uh, let's see. Uh, one of the things that people might know about Tim Thomas is uh, he was one of the first, if not the first, like athlete. Uh, a team wins a championship. They get invited to the White House. He did not attend. He actually uh, chose not to go with the rest of his teammates. Uh, he, he made a post that said it wasn't for political reasons, but the very first line... In the, in the comment was he thought the government was getting out of control, so I, I don't know where your brain was at, but hey, you know, that was his <laughs> choice. Uh, that's, that's what happened with him. Uh, like I said, he uh, Stanley Cup winning champion in 2011 with the Bruins and did not join with the team on that trip to the White House. So he was doing that before it was cool or before it was even, like, you know, reasonable. Right, right. So right, not precedent right. for being like, you know what? Right. No, I, I deny. I'm going to exercise I'm gonna my abstain. right not to be there. Right. And he did so. But anyway, I'm going to switch gears now and talk about the second of the two. Uh, this one's going back a little bit farther in the past, and this is a goaltender named Ed Belfour, Eddie the Eagle. Uh, he played in the NHL for the Chicago Blackhawks in 1988 to 1997, the San Jose Sharks in the 1996-97 season, uh, played for the Dallas Stars from 1997 to 2002, um, the Toronto Maple Leafs from 2002 to 2006, and finished his NHL career with the Florida Panthers in the 2006-2007 season. Uh, one of his uh, claims to fame is his awesome goalie mask. He always had, like, the twin eagles. And uh, no matter what team he played for, like, every team he played for, it was always the That's two eagles. Cool. And it was a super sick mask. I uh, implore everyone to uh, look up Ed Belfour and check out his mask. It's just amazingly, ridiculously awesome looking. And um, let's see. He, uh, he did win a Stanley Cup with the Dallas Stars in 1999. So he got his name on the cup as well as Tim Thomas did. And, uh, you know, he's a, he was t definitely one of my favorite goalies growing up and, like, you know, throughout the 90s and stuff in the early 2000s. Not my favorite, but definitely one I always kind of rooted for because he did have a long career before winning his cup. So I was always always kind of hoping he would win. And, like I said, he just he did eventually win one with Dallas. So so good for you, Mr. Belfour. Awesome career. It was, it was a joy watching you play. It was a joy watching Tim Thomas play. Of course, you know, winning a cup with Boston, you know, my, my, the team I root for. So that was definitely a dream come true for me in 2011. Uh, they came close a couple more times after that, but I won't talk about that. I'm going to shut up. I'm I was talking about goalies, and now I'm done. <laughs> and it should just be mentioned, you didn't say that you also are a goalie. I am a, yeah, a deck hockey goalie. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just for funsies, but still. Uh, true. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, I, You've been a goalie as long as I've known you, which is like 40 years. Yeah, a long-ass time. I, mean, I never played any, any level higher than, like, beer league deck hockey. So, And for those who don't know what deck hockey is, it's basically, you know, ice hockey without the ice or rollerblades. So, right. Just running around on a deck. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And, you know, and goaltender is a position I excel at because uh, I, it's the least amount of running and I'm good at getting in the way of shit. <laughs> as, <laughs> as the intro also stated. So there you go. it worked out for me. You know who's going to love this? This new, this new segment of yours? It's going to be the queen of the monsters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She loves her hockey <laughs> and her wine. Yeah. The oh, Merlot. The right. mistress will love it. Yes. <laughs> we All love right. you, Ashes. We do. Uh, we do. Yeah, we do. All right. So before we leave, we got a voicemail responding to last episode's Octopine of This. So let's give that a listen. 
Hey there, this is your buddy JB, and I was calling in to, um, well, you guys asked a question last week, and it was, who is your favorite Nick? And, uh, well, you guys, um, obviously picked some of the best choices out there, so I'm gonna have to go with, uh, Nicolas Cage. Yeah, a lot of his films kind of suck, to be honest. There's a lot that I do not enjoy whatsoever, but this guy did National Treasure, and, um, it, well, it, it, it's fucking National Treasure. <laughs> um, he, al- he also did Mom and Dad, which was a, a pretty fucking fun movie. Even though it's a little bit newer, it's it's still fun. Um, anyways, um, that's my response to uh, Who's Your Favorite Nick? And uh, I, I'm really enjoying the show, guys, and I uh, can't wait to listen to the next episode. Anyways, you guys take care and have fun. Thank you very much, JB, and please check out his podcast, which is called Tales from the Podcast. That wraps up the episode. If you haven't jumped ship by now, we certainly hope you enjoyed this week's journey over the treacherous waters of all things that make growing up awesome. Awesome. If you liked what you've heard, please hit that little subscribe button and like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Cha-ching. I said for no reason. We don't get money. (laughs) Cha-ching. Wishful thinking. As well as being part of the NBR Podcast Network, Retro Reductopus is now a full-fledged member of the Dorkney Podcast mm, Network, which dork, is dork, dork. awesome. So, if you get Super a chance, cool. please check out our sister shows like Throwdown Thursday, The Amalgamania Files, or the new show, The Toking Dead. Yes. It's actually just The Amalga Files. Oh, I'm sorry. But it is from our buddies at Amalgamania. At Amalgamania. Oh, and they're maniacs. Yeah, that's uh, that's, uh, our good buddies, Ian Wallace and... and, uh, Ian Wallace and it's it's Jordan Lynn Epperson who is doing that particular show with them. And they are really cool. And I actually called into their second episode and I was like, Hot dog. Hot dog. It's pretty cool. They talk about like cryptids and weird stuff and supernatural. And next episode's going to be on aliens and pretty fun stuff. Nice. For more information or to subscribe to us or any of these great shows, please visit thedorkening.com. I have been your host, Nintendo, and I'll catch you guys on the flip side.